Today's episode of Frightmares is sponsored and hosted by GRP Studios. Located in Longwood, Florida, GRP has served the Central Florida area since 1974. They provide quality audio and video services from simple projects to more complex shoots. Check them out at www.grpstudios.com. Welcome to episode number 10 of Frightmares. I am your host, Austin Proctor, and joining me again, it's been a while, is my co-host, Corey Johnson. hey Just introduced the show wrong and had to redo that. That was a good <laughs> fucking time. Yeah, you can cut that out. <laughs> yeah, man, double digits, uh, episode number 10. It's been a while since you've been here. I'm Feels glad. good to be back. Yeah, I'm excited. We've got creature features today. We've got some good ones, some bad ones. Uh, we've got a total of six to review today, but before we get into that... I know you wanted to talk about a couple things. La, however you say that. La Llorona. La Llorona. Yeah, a trailer dropped recently, and uh, so the the original trailer had dropped a while back, and from what I saw, there wasn't a whole lot to go on. It was just like a snippet here and there. Um, but when I went to go see Pet Cemetery over the uh, weekend, I got to see the theatrical trailer for it, and I am pretty stoked on it. Yeah, I am too. I already have my tickets for it. I'm going next week. Really? Yeah, okay, I already nice. bought them. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I'm all about the uh, folklore type of boogeyman monster type things. Um, and this is a very interesting one because it comes from Mexican culture. Uh, but I, I had a real bad taste in my mouth about it because of the one that came out in 2013 called uh, Mama. Mama. And it just wasn't very good. Yeah, it's funny because I, I I remember watching it and uh, I loved it, and then I rewatched it I think like a year or two ago with a bunch of my friends, and I looked at all of them and I was like, I'm sorry for making you watch this. <laughs> I was like, this is not as good as I remember. So uh, I didn't even realize that was based on the same thing until you told me like right before we went on air. I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was based off La Llorona. Yeah, there it's both. In the same vein of the myth. Right. Uh, she wants your children. Yeah. W- uh, <laughs> with Mama, the creature is a little bit more benevolent. Yeah? Question mark. Um, <laughs> she she takes your children because her, ch- her child got taken from her, and she wants to have a child again, but she's a basically demon so she does it in all the wrong ways. right yeah. it's basically like oh misunderstood demon still a demon <laughs> um the curse of la Llorona looks just like this demon is straight up out to get you no reasons it, it's just coming for you well and it's like uh if they hear her tears it's over or something like that is that what they said uh, I I don't necessarily something about like if you hear her it's like well your kids are fucked at that point it's like well great that's 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 great sort of like the bye bye man don't think it don't say it yeah exactly <laughs> which is like okay well I'm fucked either way like that's just so hard not to do uh yeah I'm excited for it I think it's also based in the Conjuring universe I believe so um, where, where are you getting that I thought from? it was I could have sworn I saw on the trailer that I just watched before that was like Conjuring in, in the Conjuring universe. I could be crazy. Oh no! From the producers of the oh, Conjuring. Oh, okay. I'm, I thought it was kind of. <laughs> I, I thought it was involved in the same universe. We, of okay. First off, we cannot add another entity to that. <laughs> the Warrens. <laughs> They've already got a whole fucking room full. Uh, that's true. Uh, the and new you anim- saw, and you saw what happened when the nun got her own movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's what I see. That's what I'm hoping for. Like, you know, she's getting a movie by herself, Lala, and I'm like, okay, don't make it like the nun. Can we make this one actually good? Because yeah, the nun was a lot of hype. Nothing really happened. Good uh, backstory. I like that. Good acting, but it's just kind of boop. Except not enough backstory for the thing that I wanted, which was where, like, okay, yeah, the nun. It's a demon. The duke sacrificed a bunch of women. Whoopity. Okay, and move move on. Really? Yeah. Maybe I need to rewatch it because I remember liking the like like the like the lore of it, but uh, yeah, just really didn't. I wa- so I wanted more lore of like the duke and the abbey and like how it got to that point. Oh, yeah, you're right, because in the beginning, you just see her, like, hang herself, or she jumps out of the window, and then that's pretty much it, and they're like, boom, demon. Yeah, well, and e- even after that, like, it's, like, three-quarters of the way through the movie when they find the whole sacrifice pit and whatever. Oh, yeah. They're just kind of like, oh, yeah, there was a duke. He went mad. He sacrificed a bunch of nuns to... So you're like, you want to see that story, basically. Yeah, I, I want to oh, yeah. s- see the duke going through and being like, all right, you, 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 and you. All right, uh, c- c- come into the cellar real quick. <laughs> like, I, w- I want to see how he got to there yeah. and building the abbey and then bringing about the nun. Hmm. Then we can go into the actual nun because there, it was just, they kind of yada yada through it. Yeah, you're kind of, and I feel like that's why it probably didn't do that well. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Most people went in being like, where's the nun going to come from? How did this happen? Yeah. And instead they got, oh, the nun was already here, and here's two minutes of exposition of how the nun got here. Yeah, because the nun in The Conjuring 2 was fucking, well, that was like my favorite part, and I was like, ooh, the own, my own movie for that? Hell yeah. No. It was just, no. Yeah. It was a bunch of bunch of hype, so wasn't a fan of that one. Um, yeah, I'm going to see it La Llorona next week, so I will, I think we're going to do, I think we're going to review that Hellboy and then Pet Cemetery on the next episode. Nice. So that'll be a triple feature of all new stuff that's come out. But speaking of Pet Cemetery, uh, I do want to briefly touch on that because I know you wanted to talk about that for a second, too. Yes, because um, you and I had differing opinions on it. Yeah, we did. Uh, so we'll talk about this briefly, and then next week we're going to do a complete spoiler episode because there's no way to not talk about it. But uh, so you liked it. Yeah. I, through. Honestly, I, I more than liked it. I borderline loved it. Damn, really? So Still at, on the fence. <laughs> as I told you, if if you go into it with a mindset of it is an inspired by movie and not a based on movie, you're going to have way more fun with it. Yeah, I should have done that. Because I I knew from the start it wasn't going to be like the book, like the original movie. Well, I figured that out from the trailers because it, it's very obvious in the trailer who dies, that, yeah. you know, what child dies. But I figured that was going to be the only change just because it's kind of hard to make a three-year-old scary, as you've seen from the original Pet Cemetery. The kid wasn't that scary. Right. It's hard to make a three-year-old scary. So I thought that was going to be the only change. I thought it was going to be more, you know, like more true to the story, but just have that change. And no, completely different. Yeah, it, but it's <laughs> it, it fit all together very cohesively, whereas some of King adaptations kind of end up being segmented as you've talked about in your in your uh horror is king episodes with gabby um yeah so getting to see it be flushed out and follow nicely there was never a point in the movie where i was like oh this is so slow or no or uh like why did they do this this way like it all fit real well 
and even in certain details about going through the pet cemetery when they're like looking through the magic book of whatever because every horror movie has a magic everyone's book. everyone's got a uh, when uh, they're like oh yeah well this thing yeah that's just a, that's just a myth and then like you see it off in the shadows even though it's not like a key part you're like oh shit okay cool they even included that one throwaway detail that they literally said was going to be a throwaway detail. right yeah so i that's why i really liked it i I thought it was well done, and especially for people that the movie is made for, which are the people who didn't grow up with it in the first place, they're not going to know the difference, and they're going to think it's awesome. And that's why I think it worked for a lot of people, because you're right. You know, the movie came out in 89. The book was like 80-something. So all the kids nowadays have no idea or have probably haven't seen or read that, and they're liking it for what it is now. But me, I, I mean, I just recently read the book and watched the movie. So I'm like, cool. It'll be finally a true ad adaptation. But I do like the way that they completely just redid everything. I like that. But in the same sense, I was like, ah, oh, I really wanted to see that. You know, like Norma or like just things that weren't in the original movie that I'm like, I'd like to at least see. Or have it be a little bit more true, you know, but that's just me. But for a brand new movie, fuck yeah, that movie was 100%, dude. Loved that movie. And and that's that's kind of what happens when you're in the vein of what we do. Yeah. We sit and we look at horror and we read horror and we critique <laughs> horror. So we're going to get something that's going to be a remake of a quote-unquote classic and yeah. be like, eh. Yeah. It's it's not the same as the original. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> and I sat there the it's, whole movie. It's not made for us. It's, I, it's made for everyone it else. Re it really is. And they really did a fantastic job because, like I said, they retold the entire story, but they still kept it true to the Pet Cemetery. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It still revolved around the Pet Cemetery. They still went past the deadfall. You know, all the characters were still the same. So it still felt like Pet Cemetery. It was basically just like a reimagining. And I wish I knew that going in because I was like, okay, cool. It's going to be a remake. No, 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 no. And Complete I, reimagining. I honestly thought, because Pet Cemetery is one of my more favorite Stephen King books. Fuck yeah. Um, I thought that they captured in the movie the imagery of the actual Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really well. Because when they first walked into that cemetery, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually uneasy about how it looks. <laughs> It, it doesn't look hokey. None of it look. It actually looks like they went and found a pet cemetery somewhere because it's so it's so disorganized that it doesn't look produced. Well, the, to fun, me. the funny thing is, is that pet cemetery, they actually went in. This is a little bit of trivia. They went into the woods and built that pet cemetery. So anything you see in the pet cemetery is actually in the forest, like in the woods. But anything beyond the deadfall was all done in the studio. Well, yeah, you can definitely tell. Yeah, that. you can definitely tell. <laughs> so. Yeah, for, for a movie that came out in 2019, there were some parts that I'm like, mm, obvious like, uh, green screen right there. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, like when they look past the deadfall, you can see, you're like, yeah. Or when, or when they climb up the stairs and you can see the cloud sky yeah. in the background, I'm like, okay, something. There's something off about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I, like, so I definitely need to rewatch that way I can go in knowing it was like, okay, this is not the same. It's not a, you know, it's not a, uh, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> uh, retelling. There we go. Yeah, it's a complete just they're redoing the story, but still keeping it to you know about the pet cemetery. So I need to rewatch it. Probably gonna go rewatch it in theaters. Um, anything else you want to say on that? Uh, no. But I did. I did think about another movie that I wanted to bring up. Sure. That was also in it. the uh, trailers. The uh, extended trailer of Brightburn. Oh, how dude, do you how I'm, do you feel about that? I'm stoked. I mean, I don't. Well, I don't usually don't. I don't watch trailers. So anytime I'm in the movies, I kind of do this thing where I'm like, ah, I can't see, I can't hear. <laughs> um, but I, I get the general idea. It's basically Superman went like evil, and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. 
I'm, and, I'm about it. And I think the uh, I think the theatrical trailer gave us like an extra solid minute. Oh, a word? Yeah, because if you look if you look it up on like YouTube or whatever, or like just some of the ad spots, you get like that 10, 15 second where he's like jumping through the cooler door. Yeah. Or, oh fuck, dude. <laughs> where, like all of that. But there was a certain part in the theatrical trailer where the kid is you hear a voiceover of the kid talking to his mom. Yeah. And him like floating outside of the window yeah. after all this nonsense has happened. And he goes, I want to be good. And it, just like, ah. and I'm like, oh, snap. This is going to be fantastic. And it's got uh, Elizabeth Banks in it. It's got David Denman. And if you don't know, recognize that name, he was Pam's uh, fiance in the office. He's in it. I recognize that immediately. I was like, oh, my God, it's Roy. And uh, it's also produced, or I don't know, it's from the producer of James Gunn. I don't know if he's direct. Oh, no, it's directed by someone else. So, yeah, it's coming from James Gunn. So, you know it's going to have an awesome, like, level of amazingness. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's, it's going to have that quality control behind it. Oh, it's written by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. I guess brothers? Uh, Maybe. Most likely. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. It comes out Memorial Day weekend. I mean, what's not coming out Memorial Day weekend? Uh, there's a lot of stuff. I believe Ma, I think we were talking about this before. Yeah. We, yeah Ma's coming out. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming out that weekend, so it's going to be hard for me to catch up because there's like five or six movies. But I'm excited for that one because- We may just have to do a Memorial Weekend- like Double feature, triple feature. Ep- episode. <laughs> oh, I'm down. Because we've got, like, what, three or four horror movies coming three out? Three or four, uh, yeah, because we have Brightburn, Ma, and then there was something else I can't remember right now. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And not even horror movies. There's another one called Booksmart that's coming out that weekend. There's a whole bunch of shit coming out. So, yeah, we're going to have to play catch-up because we got to stay on top of all these movies this year. For sure. <laughs> Uh, so many good things coming out this year. So many good things. And, you know, uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters, is coming out June 19th, I think. Uh, I so know. stoked. I'm so, so stoked. stoked. Uh, I think we're going to do, because this, this is a part one of the Creature Features, because we're going to do more, because I have so many to talk about, and I want to do Godzilla, King of Monsters. So. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to mention up top? No, that, nope. uh, that seems to be about it. All right, well, I guess let's dive into these movies here. But And actually, real quick, before I talk about um, the first movie I saw, I want to read off. I got 12 creature features from FYE for like $5 a couple weeks ago. So you know it's got to be good. Oh, dude, the f- first one was fucking killer, man. <laughs> so here, here are just the titles of now, these. Now, real quick, are is your plan to watch all of these in order from top to bottom? Yeah, from, from here. For, they're in alphabetical order, so I'm just going to start here, and I'm going to go all the way over. Oh, fantastic. So we have the first one I watched, which is Attack of the Monsters. It was awesome. Then we have Bride of the gorilla okay (laughs) the crater lake monster the creeping terror gamera the invincible of course because we all love gamera horror high horror of the zombies horrors of spider island oh geez (laughs) kong island land of the minotaur snow beast and the wasp woman these all sound some of them are in black and white some of them are from the 50s I think the latest one is from like 77. So yeah, it's pretty much yeah, anything it's all pre-80s. So it's going to be awesome. Fantastic. I'm so so. So yeah, let me get into Attack of the Monsters. This movie originally came out in 1969. Oh, that's right. It's a different name on IMDb. Yeah, Gamera versus Gamera. Gui. So yeah. Guiron. Gui, yeah, so basically this came out in Japan in 1969, dubbed in English for us dummies over here. Uh, yeah, so it's called, it was called Gamera versus Guiron, and it's basically just an epic tale of these two little kids. By the way, it's, you know, it's in Japan, right? 
everyone there is Japanese. And then there's this fucking white kid. I have no idea why. Just a white kid speaking Japanese. And I was like, okay, I, I guess you're just there living, whatever. So they see this UFO and like there's their telescope and it's it's the 60s, so it's just beautiful. It lands and then they go to investigate it. And they're like, cool, let's go inside. They go inside and magically lift off and take off into space. And I'm like, all right. Self-abduction. <laughs> yeah, self-abduction. There was no aliens, nothing in there. They get to space, and they're like, oh, no, a meteor. And then all of a sudden, they look to the right, and they're like, Gamera, help us. And, like, Gamera just comes shooting in out of nowhere with, like, rocket legs, destroys this <laughs> destroys this meteor, just fucks it up. And then the kids eventually land on some foreign planet. They're looking around. It's like it's like Earth, basically. And when they land, you can completely tell it's all miniatures. Like you're like, oh wow, that's you're doing do you're doing good, but it's all miniatures. So eventually they it's, it's Japan in the early seventies, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so they they run into these like humanoid people. I, I I feel like they're humans. They were played by humans. They weren't in, in like any costumes or anything. And uh, basically, they explain to them that this is called Terra, which is like a sister planet to Earth, but nobody knows about it. So it's the tenth planet in the solar system. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then you find out that uh, they want to capture these kids to eat them because they're cannibals. And then they want to take their ship to go back home to eat all the fucking people on Earth. And while this is happening, you've got Gamera coming in to, like, save the day for the kids because the kids are like, help us, Gamera. And I guess he can hear them. I'm not sure. But he comes in, fights Guiron, like, three or four times. And it is fucking epic, 60s epic stuff. You know, you got, like, laser beams shooting out of eyes. And, and like, ev ev everybody's in a giant rubber suit because yeah, that's how they did it. Exactly. It's two guys. And, like, it's like a – Have you, do you have the title card pulled I up? I do, Do you yes. see that? It's like a shark fin kind of, with like, a, knife. With a sword head. Yeah. And this guy's just, like, crawling around. He doesn't really stand up much, and they battle it out on land, in the sea. It's fucking epic. So, eventually uh, – so yeah, the the girls that are kidnapping the guy or the kids that want to eat them, they're like locked up. And while this is all all this is going on, they're fighting. And then the girls get in the thing to escape because they're like, "Fuck this! Uh, these guys are battling. We're gonna leave." So they get in the thing to leave, and then Guiron just comes up and fucking karate chops the UFO in half, just like it fucking completely rips apart. And the girls inside are like, "Nothing's happening," and uh, like they don't fall out. Nothing. They eventually land somehow, and I don't know how that worked. I'm not gonna go into trying explaining that. And then the kids get out because a building had, like, crashed. So they, like, get out because all the monsters were fighting. So they get out, and then uh, Gamera takes the spaceship, puts it back together, puts the kids inside, puts the thing in his mouth, and flies them home. And that's the movie. <laughs> so I, I have I have one thing to say about this movie. Just one? <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I, I figured that, that sounds like the Biggest fucking fever dream I have ever heard. Of. I was sitting there and I was like, I looked, I looked at Gabby. I was like, Am I fucking high right now? What the fuck is happening? I figured I would just explain the whole plot briefly because you're not gonna be able to really find this. It's not like you can go to. I mean, I found it in a creature feature pack, but right. it's not streaming anywhere. So I figured I'd just tell you the whole story because I thought it was ludicrous. But uh, I enjoyed I'm, it. I'm, I'm gonna have to find that up for download. Dude, you have to. It was that sounds phenomenal. It was 79 minutes. So it was like you know, like an hour and 19 minutes. So really low commitment. And I was sitting there the whole time. I'm like, this is fucking awesome, dude. So I recommend it. I gave it two stars just because it's the 60s. You know, it's like not visually stimulating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be like, it's, it's blocky. Yeah, and, you know, the dialogue was translated from Japanese to English. So it's kind of, 
it's not all there. It's more just like statements than actual conversation. Yeah. And uh, you got the mouth flaps going on. Ex- exactly. And like again, there's just some random white kid. I'm like, everyone else is Japanese in this. I'm so confused. So yeah, I gave it two stars because you know I enjoyed it. I was laughing. I know you're not. Supp- it wasn't a movie you're supposed to laugh at. You know, because but it's from the '60s, so it's kind of got that funny dorky movie vibe and i enjoyed it i would recommend it if you can find it um yeah so that was attack of the monsters uh original title is gamera versus Guiron. check it out if you can <laughs> it's fucking awesome it's a wild ride so fun fact about the uh one white kid oh yeah that was in the movie so uh, i'm guessing his name was christopher murphy uh, in in real life because his name is Tom in the movie. Yeah, so Tom. Yeah, <laughs> Tom. His, so the the kid is his name is Christopher Murphy. He's only been in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Oh my god! Yeah, the other kid's name is Akio, and I was like, that sounds familiar, and it does because Takio is from The Grudge. He's that little boy in The Grudge. Because uh. every time they said Akio, I was like, this sounds really familiar. But yeah, that movie was just—it was just fun. It was a like if you have a Friday night where you have nothing to do and you want to see a silly, stupid movie from the '60s, go check it out. Or if you can find it, you know, like check it out. Pretty much any movie from the quote-unquote kaiju series yeah, yeah. is gonna be a fun movie godzilla versus mothra godzilla versus uh king rodan godzilla godzilla versus anyone, anyone yeah is good but if you can find the ones that aren't godzilla related and are the side characters it's it's always better because they wanted those to be just as popular oh, as yeah. godzilla so they tend to be just a little bit more over the top. Oh, so over the top. Like, there's a scene where Guiron, like, shoots lasers out of his eyes and, like, cuts a leg off, and it's just, like, poof, and it just flies off. You're just like, oh, my God, this is glorious. With somebody lighting sparklers off in the yeah. background, so you get that. It's, it's crazy, because, like, I don't know if, if, if you don't know who Gamera is, he's a space turtle. And he, apparently in this adaptation of it, he's got literally rockets for legs. So he's going through space, and it's just, like, fire shooting out of his shell. And then there's at one point he, like, sucks himself into his shell and then shoots up and starts spinning. And, like, fire just shooting out of everything. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? That's fantastic. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. So I really enjoyed that. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I've got, I've got 11 more to watch. So be prepared for 11 more awesome explanations of silly movies from before the 80s. Very excited. Like, Wasp Woman is basically, uh, like, a woman fly. So it's, like, the fly, but, like, oh. a woman and as a wasp. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's going to be terrible. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be terrible in the most awesome way. So, yeah, Attack of the Monsters, good time. Uh, so let's go over to you. You've got uh, a, a very interesting see, see, one. I, like, I, I feel terrible because I have to follow that with what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. Which is a 2014 movie that looks like it was made in 1969. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow, it's that like recent? Yeah, it's 2014. I thought that was like from like the 2000s. No, like, oh, 2014. God. So it is called Bikini Girls v. Dinosaurs, Bikini Girls versus Dinosaurs. And already I'm in, but then you are going to So that, that's what caught me. Right. Because I, I was on, I was sailing through one of my websites and I was like, all right. I need to find a creature feature that is not, we're not going to find anywhere else. I need to find something so off the wall, so bizarre, that it's going to be the gold nugget of this episode. (laughs) And I thought I did. (laughs) And let me tell you. Oh, Lord. First off, (laughs) this creature feature is 52 minutes long. So right off the bat, you know. 
You've got quality filmmaking. <laughs> it is not even an hour long. Oh. It is the length of an after-school special. Like a documentary. Like, <laughs> Jesus I've Christ. seen longer documentaries. Uh, fair enough. Okay. March of the Penguins is like almost two hours Jesus long. Jesus Christ, is it? It might be. It feels like it. <laughs> Let's just say it. <laughs> so also oh. on IMDb, it got a 3.4 out of 10. I've seen way better movies than that get le- like less of a That's ranking. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god, that deserved that got way too much for that. <laughs> That's too much. So the story, as it stands, is there are three girls who seem to be sisters in some capacity that are heirs to a kingdom in space that is quote unquote very far from Earth. <laughs> That's what they said in the movie. It, the title card says, uh, <laughs> in whatever galaxy, very far away from Earth. Um, and then it goes, it, and then it goes into how it's so dark out there. It looks like some type of laxative. It's, it's okay. <laughs> was, it, was it scrolling words? Yes. Like, oh my. <laughs> yes, it God. was. Yes, it was. Very Star Wars style. Oh Jesus. Um, and on the. On the day before they're supposed to be inaugurated into the kingdom to become the rulers, their wicked stepmother, who is some space general, decides to have them thrown into a black hole by an evil scientist just to get rid of them. So she can become the ruler of this kingdom. Is, wait, isn't she already the? Didn't you wait? What? No, she's like a general. Oh, okay. I thought she was the rule. Okay, got it. Got no, it, but she she's a general or something, and because she's their stepmother, if they're gone for a certain period of time, she gets to take over control. Sounds about right. Um, and in the process of them getting thrown into the black hole, they somehow get transported back in time to earth crash land on earth and have to fend off against dinosaurs (laughs) while trying to find plutonium for their spaceship (laughs) you've gotta be shitting me no this is like star wars back to the future jurassic park like all rolled into one also (laughs) oh my god there so this movie goes between one of two extremes. Okay. And it's the bikini girls being so ridiculously dumb that it's not even funny. And then within three seconds later, being able to explain how time travel and black holes work. Okay. <laughs> it makes no sense. The narrative is so loose that if you stop paying attention for like two seconds, you have no idea what's going on. Oh, wow. Um, so you have to pay attention to the movie. It's just awful. Like, like yeah, hardcore. Because the movie, literally every other two lines in this movie is a non sequitur. Wow. It just, they'll, they'll be talking about talk- something, talking about something, talking about something. Oh, we're out of fuel. Wait, there was a gas station in that black hole. Let's go check that for fuel. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Like, no, literally, as they're going through the black hole, uh, I don't I don't know if you know, like, British stuff, but there's a there's a very well-known gas station called Tesco. Hmm. Like, so, like, we have 7-Eleven. They have Tesco. But we have Texaco's, don't we? Yeah. D- yeah. <laughs> but Texaco is a really kind of in the South thing. 
True. Not they're not everywhere. It's anyway, but yeah. Coast. So as they're flying through this black hole and being sucked through, you literally see like a Photoshop cutout <laughs> of this gas station just swirling behind it. It's like, uh, all right, you guys are doing it. Um. Wow. Apparently, dinosaurs in the uh, Bikini Girls universe have a massive, massive allergy to cheese. <laughs> they kill a Tyrannosaurus Rex by causing it to eat a brick of cheese. <laughs> I can't. I fucking can't. What, they just chuck the cheese out of it? No, literally, literally, they pull this block of cheese out of nowhere, they show it to the dinosaur, they throw it, the dinosaur looks at them, looks at the cheese, runs over to the cheese, <laughs> eats it, starts coughing, falls off cliff. <laughs> and then the next dinosaur they fight comes oh face God. to face with one of the bikini girls. She stares it down. It does its dinosaur thing at her. And she goes, rawr. And then karate chops it in the snoot and it falls over. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, how are the dinosaurs working into this movie? But, uh, okay, they're just they're, living no, on Earth. Yeah, well, it's, are they it's, in the Cretaceous period? Like, Yeah, no, they, they literally go back in time oh, to when shit. dinosaurs were around. Oh, okay. And then it kind of sort of explains that the Bikini Girls are the reason that the asteroids killed the dinosaurs. Because their ship had, like, some magnetic pull. And when they got pulled through the black hole, it brought a bunch of, like, chunks of space rock with them. So the <laughs> meteors decided to crash down into Earth because they got sucked through the black hole. I've always wondered why the dinosaurs were extinct. It's Bikini Girls, and now oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's now Bikini I Girls. know. I can 100%. rest easy tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. And it so this movie looks wow. like it was a high school student film. I'd even go like middle school, man. It, you showed me a couple of clips. I'm like, is that real? Like, there, there, there are puppets... There is a toaster that is supposed to be a computer or a tracking system. There's a lot of something. E- there's a lot of eating of toast. Um, what the the word the word teddy bear aside gets thrown around at least twice. Okay. Um. <laughs> unfortunately, most people, if they decide they want to watch this movie. You're going to have to do some digging and maybe sail around on the seven seas for a little bit, because that's how I found it. Jesus. Um, yeah, this isn't streaming anywhere, and I no. think it's for good reason. <laughs> Is this a good movie? No. <laughs> Is it a fun movie to watch? 100%. <laughs> because... It is straight up a fever dream. The The part that confused me the most, there, there's a ladder that they have to climb up to get somewhere. It's The ladder is attached to a tree. Okay, cool. So they, they start climbing the ladder, and then the scene cuts, and then a dinosaur is following up the ladder, and then they're like... Thousands of miles in the sky on this ladder. Another dinosaur comes in, eats the dinosaur that was following him, flies away. Oh, they fly, too. The, no, the dinosaurs fly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the dinosaurs fly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's like a pterodactyl. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking like- <laughs> They're a t- flying dinosaurs. No, I'm, I'm just thinking T-Rex, just like- <laughs> <laughs> Not out of the realm of possibility. Okay, got it. Pterodactyl, movie. sorry. Um, Eats this dinosaur, and then it cuts to them climbing up the ladder again, but they return to the same place they were at. 
not up in the sky anywhere, but just on like the forest floor, and then they move on about their day. Perfect. Also, every transition in this movie is a PowerPoint wipe. <laughs> yeah, you showed me. The, the, the swirls, the diamond wipes, everything. There is no fade to black, no fade to white. It is all Windows Movie Maker and PowerPoint transitions, this which is... made the movie that much more just disarming. Yeah. Because you're sitting there like, what is going on? <laughs> like, what am I watching? Yeah, I'm looking at the IMDb just for anything. Um, yeah, it says be the first to add trivia to this, so there's no trivia. No, the the only trivia that is really there is that in 2015, some comedy troupe made a spoof of it called Loincloth Boys vs. Dragons. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is... Uh... That is something, man. Also, none of these actors have really been in anything except other never-released-outside-of-the-UK shorts. Yeah, the only one that I'm getting, because I'm just, I'm just kind of going through some, the only, they're like, and no one even has a fucking picture. Like, you know, you have a, usually have a picture for the cast. Yeah, there's, like, no pictures. The only one that's got a picture is Vicky Glover. She's been in 26 things. Oh, man. Killer Saurus. Oh, geez. Yeah, they're all shorts. Yeah, you're right. None of these girls have really done anything, and I, I feel like it's kind of obvious why. Oh, man. I think I might have to try and find just, – just, I mean, you show me a few clips, and I was just like, ah, oh, my God. This is literally, like you said, a, like a fever dream. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, Someone that, was on drugs. And, and there, there, there's, a race of like, there's a race of, like, biscuit people that the evil general, like, has an audience with, and they're like, oh, yeah, you should do this. And she just picks one up, dunks it, and, like, tea, and then eats it. Oh and they God. start freaking out. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, none, none of the movie scenes add up together. Like, if you split every scene up and put it up on YouTube as, like, its individual thing, okay, it would make way more sense. But it's like somebody took a bunch of YouTube videos and squashed them together and not even in the correct order. Right. So, okay, just I might as well just, how does, how does this end? At this point, I feel like... Uh, the bikini girls get out of the black hole by just finding plutonium on the ground. Perfect. Carrying it in their hands and putting it in their ship, Mm -hmm. going back to their galaxy. And in the meantime, there's a puppet thing that got hired as... The mad scientist who sent the bikini girls to into the black hole in the first place. There's this pup. There's this owl puppet thing that apparently on its home planet there is a giant purple orb that is the equivalent to Hypnotoad from Futurama. Wow! And the orb hypnotizes the evil general stepmother. And it causes her to apologize to the Bikini Girls. And that's it. And that's pretty much it. End of movie. Yeah. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like, I'm talking about it now, and I'm like... This sounds like I'm ran- like just rambling. It's it's a rambling. I know. Look movie. at your face. You're just like, uh, like, this is how it went. I like, don't. I, I don't. do. I do not know how to cohesively explain this movie because oh, it's man. so 
so bizarre. Yeah, that is something I will probably see at some point, <laughs> maybe, if I can find it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so, Bikini Girls versus Dinosaurs. Yeah, 2014. Uh, I, check I, it out. <laughs> out I, of five? Out of five, <laughs> I would give it a point five. Ooh, okay. So, at least it's on the spectrum. <laughs> so, it's on the spectrum simply because it's... It's first of all, it's fifty-two minutes of your life you're never gonna get back. Yeah, never. Not no. Nope. <laughs> but it's one of those movies that you don't even have to be inebriated to watch because it makes you feel inebriated. Oh, so perfect. So these, these maybe you should do a double feature. You should do Bikini Girls versus Dinosaurs and then do Attack the Monsters. It'll As a palate cleanser. Yeah, it'll just be like a one long fever dream, acid trip sort of thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, yeah. cool. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll pair those up, do a double feature. Also, <laughs> it's 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 not even rated. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think, uh, yeah, yeah, my uh, Attack of the Monsters wasn't rated either, but I mean, it's like there's any blood or guts or anything yeah. in it. Okay, so those are two of the goofiest movies, or Attack of the Monsters is one of the goofiest movies I saw, and I'm assuming that is probably one of the goofiest movies you've seen. It's not, okay. One go- of the. Goofy is a term of endearment. <laughs> okay, um, how would, you, how would you put it? How would you put so, it so, if I had to describe it as a style of art, oh, it God. would be a mixture of H.R. Giger and uh, Salvador Dali. Okay. It's just surrealist, bizarro, <laughs> for no other reason than it had to be made. Okay. Yeah. I said, we say we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. To, to some movies of some actual clout. Okay, yeah. So we're going to move on to two other ones that, are per- that were pretty, I mean, they're pretty famous in the 90s. And then we're going to go to two ones that are pretty fucking awesome. So I'll start with Godzilla from 1998. Oh boy, and what? Which is hilarious because I always had heard of this movie referred to as Godzilla 2000. Yeah, you told me Godzilla 2000, and I, I was looking it up, and I was like, "You mean from '98?" Because I was like, "I don't know." Yeah, so I heard it called Godzilla 2000, and apparently there's another one called Godzilla Millennium that got made in 2000, but it was a Japan one oh. with the original looking Godzilla. Oh, okay, yeah. weird. Yeah, it. it but nonetheless, yeah, nonetheless, this came out in '98, and I'm pretty sure everyone's seen this movie. This was um, the fir- so this was the first movie I bought on DVD with my own money. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, see, like I saw it too, like when it came out, because I got it on DVD when it came out, and I remember liking it. But again, I was like eight years old, so now that I'm older and I have a completely different out, you know, outlook on movies, I watched it and I was like, okay, it has a strong start. You know, it starts with the guys in the ship. Out in the ocean, and then Godzilla comes out of nowhere and fucks him up. Okay, cool. And then, like, 26 minutes into the movie, he's already in New York, like, fucking shit up. And I'm like, this is getting right to the point. Like, I, I thought it was great. And But then you have Broderick, who's a fucking moron in this movie, just, like, making the most generic statements. And he's so boring. He's, he's so boring. Like, there's one moment when they call him in to, like, you know, see the big giant footprints. And the guy is like, "You're in." It. He's like, "He's like, what am I looking at?" He's like, "You're in it." He's like, "It's just dirt. What do you mean? I don't, I don't, I don't get it." And then he hops out and he's like, "That's a giant foot. What? That's a huge giant footprint. Nothing can make a footprint that big." Can no, it? No fucking shit, Broderick. So he's making all these stupid fucking statements, and he's just a fu- he's a fucking tool in this movie. And everyone in the movie, it's like it's got a pretty good cast, but everyone's just not there. They're not at the level of acting like the caliber. I've seen Broderick in plenty of other things where he's been good. Yeah. And this one, I'm just like, what, what happened, bro? Like, Cable Guy, he was good in. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You know, like, all these great movies. And I'm like, I don't know where you went wrong, but this was not the movie for him. And then, <laughs> like, 
King Kong, or King Kong, sorry, uh, Godzilla looks good for, for 98. I feel like he looks pretty good. The CG. So, so I agree with you to an extent. Okay. There were certain parts of that movie that gave me a massive headache. What do you mean? Like, like the. From the camera angle or just from. From the CG itself. Really? So, like. The whole way too long, like, five-minute scene of the helicopters chasing Godzilla. Yeah. All of that is computer-generated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. It gave me a massive headache. Huh. Plus, there were certain, like, if you haven't seen it now, I'm going to spoil something. Well, yeah, it's from 1998. <laughs> we're going to spoil this one and Anaconda. Like, they've been out for over 20 years. Like So, the... Spoiler alert. <laughs> the, the part in Madison Square Garden where all of the baby Godzillas are running around. You can tell that oh, well, yeah. like some of that is really aged, and some of the CG clips in just a specific enough way that if you're watching it on a high def TV, yeah, the CG and your high def TV don't match up correctly, right? And it just it there's something off about it, and it gave me a headache. Huh? Interesting. All in all, the CG. 498 oh, yeah. was really good. Because I was watching, and when I watched it a couple days ago, I was like, okay, this is 2019, and I was like, I'm still kind of impressed with, you know, like, some of the shots. I was like, wow, this looks really good. Those <laughs> those wide shots of yeah. seeing Godzilla pulled out and going up next to the Chrysler building. Yeah, yep. no, those are those are really good. And the explosions, too. I was like, this is fucking great. Like, massive explosions. Like, you said, the Chrysler building just exploding and the helicopter shooting shit. I thought it was great. But it's it's those real close-up shots where yeah. they chose not to use it because they they go 50-50 on it. They're like, it's so okay, annoying. okay, we're going to do these real close-up shots where baby Godzilla is right next to an actor. We're going to do animatronic. Yep. But if it's five more feet away, computer generated. And just like, yeah, so the bouncing back and forth between CG and, uh, and you it know, bounces, practical. And it bounces back and forth within the span of, like, four and five seconds. Well, see, and then you don't really notice it because, like, okay, so Godzilla's fucking things up and then he disappears, right? And he goes away. And then they somehow figure out that, oh, it's asexual and it's pregnant or whatever. And all Yeah, because for some reason, Broderick is like, okay, I got a blood sample. What do I do with the blood sample? Run it through pregnancy tests. That's right. Oh, my God. He go, yeah, he goes and gets, like, all these pregnancy tests. He's like, wait, what's pregnant? Like, with no explanation of why. He's yeah. just like, okay, we need to see if it has this protein, this protein, and this protein. Oh. Okay, why? Yeah, but it is. They it, give it, you no explanation as to yeah. why he's doing that. And he's like, oh, well, pregnancy tests can pick up this, this, and this. Let's go get that. And you're like, okay. And then they're like, oh, he's, oh it's pregnant. All like how what like yeah where was the connect connection between that because they don't give anything and then they figure out it's pregnant and then that's when the CG for me goes wonky because everything before that was pretty good but then once the baby Godzillas pop up you're like oh wow because like you said in a, in a matter of a scene they go CG practical practical CG it's like okay yeah. pick one or the other bro like and what's funny is in some of the same scenes. You got a Godzilla reel up close, and you're like, okay, that's practical. But you can see in the background a CG Godzilla, yeah. and you're like, ah. Your, oh br God. your brain literally tears in half for about <laughs> like, a, like a like a millisecond. You're like, wait, what, 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 what? Yeah, it like, and... <laughs> Like I said, I was up. I like I rewatched it because I didn't remember, it, and I was up to the point. I was like, okay, I, I am up to this point. And then I, when I found out it was pregnant, I was like, I've lost me. I was like, this is fucking stupid. It's not even about Godzilla anymore. It's about the fucking babies. And I was like, this is stupid. I was okay, like, so do you know why they did that? To do something different. Like I, I. This was supposed to be a trilogy. 
Oh dear! What? What? Baby Godzilla's for the next? Like what? Okay, so you know how at the oh you know how at the very end that one egg survives mm. and it breaks out. Yeah. So, in the Godzilla franchise from Japan, there's this thing called Monster Island, where basically all of the kaiju are. Yeah. So Mothra, Gamora, Rodan, all of them. All they of all they all live basically on the same island. And they just, it's just basically one big arena all the time. Question real quick. Is there a movie about that? Because I want to fucking see, like, Monster Island. Uh, you, you just have to go back and oh, go through dude. all of the originals. Okay. That would be cool to see, though. Anyways, continue. So, this movie was supposed to be a trilogy. Jesus. It was supposed to end on that one and pick up, like, four or five years later with that new Godzilla ransacking New York again. And turning it into Monster Island because oh. because there's a certain part in the movie where he goes, there's water on all sides. It's the perfect island to yeah. hide in. So they were trying to set it up, basically. They were trying to set Jesus. it up. And Roland Emmerich was like, oh, yeah, we were going to bring in other monsters, but we don't want to get tied down at the moment. And then he saw what happened with this one. He's like, nah, nah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. Like, they, they, I don't know, man. And then, okay, so... They get to the part with all the babies, and then they go to destroy all the babies, right? Yes. With Madison Square Garden. Or yes. was that with Madison? The, so Godzilla tunneled through the subways up under Madison Square Garden because it was the only place big enough. Right. And laid over 200 go. eggs. It's so funny because they were also, bef like, before all this, Broderick was talking. He's like, yeah, lizards can lay up to, like, 12 eggs or something like that. And I was like, there's not going to be just 12 eggs. And, then, like, and then they go in and they find the eggs and they're like, oh, wow, only three. I thought there would be more than that. And the guy goes, yeah, you were right. And he turns, and there's, like, this row of eggs. And then the guy behind him goes, yeah, and over here, too. And they turn, and then one of the friend. So it's one of the main antagonists, antagonist protagonists in this movie is the French Secret Service. Yeah, he's because he's, like, bad at first, but then, like... Yeah, and <laughs> so apparently this Godzilla is the fault of the French. Which is kind of bizarre. Yeah, I don't really get that. Yeah, but okay. so it, so this Godzilla is not a space monster, not an ancient protector of Earth like all the other Godzillas. Right, right. This is a radioactive iguana, basically, <laughs> from the Bikini Atoll when they were doing all the nuclear testing out there. And this, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. this specific Godzilla apparently was from when the French were doing unsanctioned nuclear testing out there like 30 years ago. Right. Because so, in the beginning, you, you see all these, like, it's like Cepheia, like, filters. all and, yeah. then you, and then it zo at the end, it zooms into that one egg. And I guess that was supposed to be French Polynesia. And then he hops into the ocean and starts fucking shit up. Which, funny enough, the <laughs> I actually did learn as a kid one thing okay. from this Godzilla movie. Yeah. I did not know iguanas could swim. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking terrifying <laughs> to see them. So that's the one thing I learned as a child about this <laughs> one movie. Thing. Oh, God. So fun trivia for this movie. Um, this movie cost as a budget oh, yeah, a between lot. $130 and $150 million. Oh, I thought it was $200 million. No. Uh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, budget. $130 million estimated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It only grossed $359 million. They barely made their money back. Really? Yeah. Where are you, where are you getting your info from? Wiki. Oh, man. Not Wiki. People can change that shit. Edit it, man. I got 242 worldwide. 
Okay, so there's even less. I know it's even. Oh, that's, oh, that is, oh shit! I thought you said three hundred fifty-nine thousand. No. Oh, okay. I was like, million. God, okay, million. million. I was like, Jesus, that's not a lot of money. So yeah, even two forty-two is not that much money. Like, <laughs> so also, have you heard of the Raspberry Awards? The Razzies? Yes, yeah. the Razzies. Yeah. So for the nineteenth annual oh, God. Raspberry Awards, nominated for worst picture, one for worst supporting actress, <laughs> one. For worst remake or sequel. Yes. Nominated for worst director. Wow. Nominated for worst screenplay. And nominated for worst movie trend of the year. Wow. I mean, the 90s just were a rough time for all genres, let's be honest. <laughs> However, for the for the 26th annual Saturn Awards, it did win Best Special Effects. I mean, yeah, special effects are great. Um, for the 1999 BMI Film and TV Awards, it did win the Film Music Award. Okay. Which was kind of bizarre because there wasn't a ton. Yeah, of... It really wasn't. Yeah. Um. Apparently, there was a uh, there was a song in it that won that was nominated for <laughs> the Blockbuster Entertainment Award. Wow! Fucking 90s man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that that's the other bizarre thing about going back and watching this movie now is seeing a pre nine eleven New York. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of bizarre because you're like, oh, twin, that's right, those those existed. <laughs> yeah, like it's at, yeah, it's just you're like, wow, this is this feels odd to be watching. It does, and especially because uh, one of the newscasters says. This is one of the worst terror attacks since the bombing of the World Trade Center, which like, happened in 93. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to hear that and then see the Twin Towers, you're like, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of also, one of the characters uses a bunch of slurs at her husband. She calls Animal a retard, number one. Wow. She also calls Animal a filthy wop. Oh, Wow. <laughs> And wow. I'm like, this is 98. How, like... Yeah, that's a little oh, much. That's a little much. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so... And, oh, and let's also let's also mention briefly that this, uh, this movie is two hours and 18 fucking minutes, dude. That is a long fucking movie to sit through yeah, that's not that good. Because I thought it was over. Like, when the whole explosion happens with all the babies and they murder all the, ba all the dinosaur babies... Fucking Godzilla just pops up out of the ground. I'm like, where the fuck did you even come from, bro? Yeah. I thought you were dead. So, Because I, I, I was like, cool, this is a good ending. This is a good way to end it. No. He pops back and more shit fucking happens. I'm just like, oh, this needs to end. It's over two hours for a movie. I'm, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> Unless it's Lord of the Rings. So the one other cool thing about this movie, I found this interesting. I don't know if anybody else will. Um, this is the 23rd movie in the Godzilla franchise. Wow. And the first one to be made in America. Really? Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. 23 movies. And then we come along and fuck it up. <laughs> and they kept going after this. Yeah. Like, they, there have been, like, five or six more Godzilla movies after this. They are almost in the 30s. For Godzilla, oh, that's crazy, and I've seen like like one of them. I think. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I watched all the all like the classics when I was a kid, but I don't, I don't remember those. You know, I've seen King Kong, or Godzilla versus uh, Mothra and all that stuff, but I Mothra no is my favorite. Yeah, by absolutely, the way. yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Godzilla, it had me for a while. It, it, you know, I was into it, and then it just kind of went all fucky and stupid and at, acting. As was. creature features tend to do, 
it starts off real strong. Oh, yeah. Strong opening. And then halfway through, they're just kind of like, ah, oh, fuck, what do we do? Yeah, like, oh, we got to put something together, just m- mash it all up, and then and then somehow it's still two, like two hours and eight. Like, oh, my God, dude, just fucking end it. Kill Godzilla. Because at one point they even kill him, or they think they kill him. And that's why I was confused when he came back, because he's, like, yeah. at the bottom of the sea. Like, oh, I was like, cool, he's dead. And he comes back. It's like, oh, my God. Just, Big MacGuffin. Just, <laughs> just cut it off. Uh, let me see if I can find any fun trivia on uh, IMDb real quick. Oh, apparently Godzilla has only 11 minutes of screen time. In that movie? Apparently. There's no way. I mean, it really does focus more on the uh, babies than anything. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> it really that, does. Because I, I was about to say, okay, so between the helicopter chase scene and the taxi chase scene, that's like a full 10 minutes right there. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know how accurate these trivia things are. I just see them and I read them, so don't quote me on <laughs> these, please. Uh, yeah. All these other ones are super fucking long. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to read all this shit. Uh, yeah, right here. The original plans called for two sequels to be produced. Those were scrapped due to the poor reception of this film. Yeah, yeah. thank God, because I couldn't have sit through two more of those. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for that one. I mean, I, I don't even know if I recommend this. I gave it one and a half stars, I think, just because, like, I... I, I, I would set it at a solid one star. Hold on, let me, let me double check. I'm pretty sure I gave it one and a half, just because I was like, this CG is... Yeah, I gave it one and a half, just because I was like, this CG is good, and like it's a good monster movie, but it's too long, acting's not that great, and the plot's all over the place, so... So if you want something for background noise, and yeah. you want to be able to check into a movie and not have to pay attention through the whole thing, and have something to kill time, it's great. That was beautiful. Because <laughs> you never... The, the reason it seems so long is because we sit and we watch and we analyze movies. Yep. This is not a movie where you need to sit and analyze. You yeah. just, if you sit and pay attention to the whole thing, you're like, oh my God, this is fucking taking forever. But if you check in and out of the movie, it's still going to make 100% sense because they basically give you exposition on what's going on that just happened right. 10 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> they really do. So if you need to just check in and out and still want to get the full experience, go right ahead. Yeah. It'll it'll work just as well. It's on Netflix, you know. If you got to clean the house, put it on, you know, and you can just sit there. Yeah, like you said, just kind of check back in. So, uh, yeah, that's Godzilla. <laughs> Feel free to check it out if you want. Like I said, it is streaming on Netflix. Uh, the next one, though, I had a tough time finding. I had to rent this one. I tried to go to FYE to buy it. Couldn't find it. Anaconda. It was worth it, though, wasn't it? It was worth it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, four bucks? Hell yeah. Like, the movie's fucking awesome. So, much na- better. 1997, uh, rated PG-13. I was surprised. Yeah, they were lax in the 90s. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, th- and there really wasn't a lot of blood, and it was a C- is the snake was CG a lot. So, yeah. I, I get it, but... Uh, so, Anaconda is the story of a team of National Geographic filmmakers that are going into the Amazon to find a mystical tribe called the Shamishara tribe. Yeah, like the mist the, people. The mist people. Yeah, mist people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's back in the times where people still cared about finding ancient civilizations <laughs> because yeah, we don't do that now. Yeah, you really don't. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Um. Plus, if, you, if you've seen Green Inferno, you don't really want to go check out <laughs> tribes. Like, holy shit. Uh, but yeah, so it's... It starts off very, very matter-of-factly. Like, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're going to do. Boom. And now the opening scene uh, with the dude on the boat, 
trying to think. Sorry. It's it's literally like the opening scene. Just go ahead, tell me. I, I just gotta <laughs> just gotta jog my memory. So sorry. It's, uh, the opening scene is guy on a boat and he's stuck sending out a radio frequency. Oh, it's Danny, Danny Trejo or whatever. Yeah. Isn't that Danny Trejo? That's Danny Trejo. That's a young Danny Trejo. Or Trejo. However you say his name. Trejo. Yeah. Wow. That's a yeah. Super, without yeah, all the be, tattoos, without the rugged face. Because I, I was look I was looking at. IMDb and I was like, where the hell is Danny Trejo in this movie? Yeah, he's la- he's labeled as the poacher. Yeah, he's the that's the beginning scene. Oh, how. okay, that yeah, makes sorry. way more sense. Yeah, um, he is stuck on the Amazon River. Yeah, on like uh, this little shack thing, houseboat type yeah, thing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and he's he's radioing for help because he's stuck. Uh, he has animals that you learn later are supposed to be used as bait to catch snakes. Um. And then shit just starts going sideways, and something sinks his boat. Like the D- floor starts popping up and shit. Yeah, he like, like gets jump like he like jumps up in the air. Like or something. like Jaws level oh, yeah. of boat destruction. Oh yeah. Um, and then you know, cut to J Lo. Uh, but gets- wait, he he blows his brains out. Oh yeah, he he does. <laughs> he yeah. just climbs up and just boom. I was like, what the fuck? All right. Okay, I guess that's a way to start a movie. Yeah. Killing Danny Trejo right off the bat. Which is funny, because he's normally the last one to live in all yeah, of his movies. Dude, it's so weird. I was like, oh, he's killed off. Okay, whatever. But, but you yeah. know, funny enough, if you uh, if you look at his credits and you see that his name is The Poacher, he still follows his mantra of always being the bad guy in movies. Because Poacher is a bad guy. Oh, yeah. He, he tries to do that because he... Uh, he wants to show kids that being evil is bad. Yeah, and he's <laughs> just real quick. He's got three hundred and eighty nine credits. Wow, that's fucking crazy. So yeah. yeah, anyways, that's how it opens, and then it goes to the star studded cast. I mean, dude, the cast. So okay, cast is great. We're, we're looking at a cast of Jennifer uh, Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna end with him. It's like great Ice Cube in this. No. <laughs> I, first off, he is one of the strongest characters. He really is. So we got Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, John Voight, Eric Stoltz, Owen Wilson, Danny Trejo, and those are Jonathan all- Hyde. He's Jonathan from uh, Richie Rich, and um, what else is he from? Richie Rich, Anaconda, Titanic, Jumanji, like oh yeah, 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 yeah. that guy. Because I looked at it, I was like, I know you from something, and I was like, oh, all the childhood movies I used to watch. So yeah, I mean, the, dude, the cast in this movie. Fucking awesome. Which you would think would lend some credibility to. It. I, yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, cool. You've got all these famous actors from the 90s. This is going to be great. And it's not that it's not great, but. <laughs> like, the, the acting is not the highlight of this movie. It's just like Godzilla. You have all these pretty well known people, but the acting is just not where you think it should be for all the people that you have. You yeah. Know? This, like, this should be a home run field day for oh, these Oh, yeah. And this is, this is uh, <laughs> Theater 101. Uh, freshman year, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. So, it the the crew decides they're gonna go out search for this lost tribe. Everything seems cool, whatever. You know, some some things are like, eh, this seems a little bit off. But as they're flowing down the Amazon River, they find a stranded John Voight on his boat. He's with like a ponytail, <laughs> yeah, with a really bad ponytail, really bad. Also, what the. F- fuck is that accent yeah I, I, dude that's exactly what i was saying to gabby i was like it's like john voight doing an impression of tony montana <laughs> it's like john voight forgot how he talks he's trying to imitate him like i don't know i don't know if it was 
I was sitting there trying to figure it out. I was like, I have no idea what this is, but he's doing it, and I guess that's what I have to deal with for the yeah. next hour and a half. It's it's the equivalent of Keanu Reeves in the Dracula movie. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> the, the the accent is just so bad and so bizarre. You decide that within the next five minutes, I'm not going to question this. It it just is what it exactly. Is. Yeah, you're just like okay, this is happening. All right, but yeah, I, I sat there trying to figure it out for so long, and I was just like, I I don't even know. He's I'm supposed to be from like. Spain or sp- Portugal, yeah. some South American country. I think he said Paraguay. I think. Yeah, Paraguay. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, you're white as. F- what do you mean? Like, John? No, you're not. You're from- John Voight. You're John Voight. <laughs> you're from like New York or something, bro. What the hell? So yeah, they find him and rescue him for whatever reason. I would have just kept well, going. I mean, okay. Sorry, but nope. I I understand you have see somebody fucking stranded in the Amazon and they're not a jungle person. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's rescue him. But not my problem. <laughs> Goodbye. Not my monkey, not my sir. <laughs> um and just so when he gets when John Voigt gets onto the boat, you already know something goes sideways by the way the captain of the boat looks at him and there's like some weird glance exchanged and you're like, okay. I obviously know now this is the villain. Yep. You're like, okay, here we go. Like, like there is no subtlety about it. Dude looks at him. Dude, uh, John Voight looks at the dude and he's like, all right, it's on. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. And then shit just starts going sideways. John Voight's character talks about how he was in the priesthood. Um, but decided to leave to quote unquote see the world. That's right. And now he traps snakes for zoos and private collectors, whatever makes money, or however he talks. <laughs> yeah, whatever the, what the fuck he's doing. I can't even imitate I can't that can't even accent. do it. And I don't want to really ruin anything else because, no? you know, yeah, we can spoil some of it, but part of the fun of this movie is watching how it unfolds. Yeah. Because if you give, too, give away too much details, you're like, ah, it's not as fun. Because it just starts going so sideways so fast and it's so wonky yeah it really is so it's so bizarrely fun yeah because once they get him on the boat then yeah you're like okay he's a bad guy and then they have like a power struggle almost because don't they run into the anaconda initially and then they're like we he's like we need to capture it and everyone's like no let's not do that and then they don't run into the anaconda I remember him throwing a line off the back of the boat to try to catch it, and I'm like, this is the worst idea ever. Well, that doesn't happen until the guy that's the guy. There we the go. The guy that is. Um, He's the captain. No, well, not the captain. The captain's technically Mateo, the guy that's driving the boat. Oh, I thought. Oh, the guy that got the. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So a rope from the boat gets caught in the propeller. Okay, yes, here we go. Yeah, there we go. And. The supposed to be lead of the you think he's going to be the lead of the movie, and he's technically only in the movie for a total of like 15 20 minutes. Yeah, he's he kind of just gets so something something happens to him, and he gets basically decommissioned for the rest of the movie. Yeah, he's out, he's just laying on a cot or something for the rest of the movie, and then a power struggle happens. That's right, okay. Um. Because the guy that the thing happens to, he's like, oh, we need to go this way. This is the way of the tribe. And John Voight's like, no, we need to go this way. I I know this. I know this river. It's that way. And they're like, nah, nah, we're going this way. 
That's right. I couldn't remember what initially started the uh, like the power struggle. Yeah. That, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So then they try to eventually they try to catch the thing, and I'm just like, don't do that. And then right after these try to get catch Anaconda, that's when I'm just like, okay, this is going all downhill from here. You fucked up. Why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just starts getting picked off. But um, the the CG and oh. the animatronic for the Anaconda, I thought was fantastic. For the yeah, for ninety six was it ninety six? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I, I will agree with you there because did it age well? Hell no. Because no. like yeah, because it's another movie where they go back and forth from CG and practical, and the snakehead sometimes in the same shot. Yeah, and like so, the snakehead is practical, and you're like, okay, it doesn't really look that convincing. And then yeah, it it's goes, like the snakehead is practical, and the body is CG. Yeah, and like, like literally <sighs> on the same frame of the same shot, and you're like, eh. You're like, eh. I don't know about that. I will say, though, like, when he wraps himself around people, the CG's wonky, but it still looks pretty badass because he's just taking them and they just start spinning and then he's just like, ah, in the water. I'm just like, okay, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So the kills in this movie are fucking fantastic. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Plus one of the final kills at the end of the movie. Jesus, don't even get me started on uh, that. That it, was awesome. It was it was so Freddy versus Jason level <laughs> of what? why did this even happen? Uh, like yeah, the the final that the payoff is definitely worth it. Even if you don't like the movie, like if you watch it and you, for some reason you don't like it, that ending scene with yeah that last kill worth it. It's it, yeah fucking it's, worth it. I didn't even remember that part. It's actually so I watched this movie. You're good. I watched this movie probably. I was maybe ten years old. Probably yeah, about about that age. And I remember that final kill way differently in my head. So I'm watching this movie like, when is this gonna happen? When is this scene? Because I thought it was in a completely different location. Too. Oh word. Yeah, I like I remember. I don't know what my young brain was watching, <laughs> but I'm remembering it. And I'm like, when does this scene happen? When is this going on? Like, when is this gonna happen? And then the final like ten minutes happens, and I'm like, oh. That's not how I remember it at all. It's way better than I remember it being. Yeah, and even for like even now, that 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 kill scene at the end, it holds up pretty well, honestly. Oh, yeah. I saw that and I was like, that's practical as fuck. I like that shit. And uh, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed rewatching this one. This is actually fun fact. I went to go buy it, like I was gonna go on Amazon to be like, you know what? I'll just buy it on Blu-ray, whatever. It's not out yet, but it's coming out on like May 14th for like eight bucks. So I, I'm just gonna buy it on Blu-ray just to own it because. I fucking like why that. Why not? I, like, why not? It's a good movie to watch every now and again. It's a it's a good creature feature, you know. Um, but yeah, let's let's like let's not spoil anything because you know I do want people to watch this one. Godzilla was just one. It's just like, you know, fuck, fuck, I'm sorry, but fuck that movie. It just <laughs> wasn't good. But Anaconda, yeah, it's great. It's not streaming anywhere, but like I said, you can buy it soon on Blu-ray and uh, you can rent it on Amazon. So if you haven't seen that, please check it out. So apparently, some trivia. Yeah, some trivia. Um. The version shown on Sci-Fi mm-hmm. is an alternate version and has like three or four scenes added to it. So it's like a director's cut, almost, I guess, uh, or like a, or like se- an extended. Seems like it, huh? Also, the CG for the Anaconda, yeah, cost a hundred grand per second. So let me okay, because I just saw that. So let me see what the budget for this was because. It, what the budget was forty five million. Wow! I don't. Wow! This only grossed seventy one million. That's sad. Yeah. I thought, I, thought that, I thought that was a great movie. Opening weekend only had sixteen million in the U S. Damn. So yeah, hundred thousand dollars a second. Good God. That was also the nineties. So I feel like CG was a lot more expensive back then. It was. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, the Amazonian film sh- film shoot was occasionally disrupted by the fact that several cast members were deathly afraid of snakes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just kind of it's just being smart if you're not afraid of snakes. Ah, okay. So something that I had mentioned to you is actually on the uh, trivia page. Um, the movie contains two allusions to Ice Cube's musical career. His first line of the movie ever is, today's a good day. Yep, I laughed. I was like, ah, you said a thing, I know. And then uh, he's listening to uh, a Mac-10 song on the boat. A word? Who he, I think he worked with at one point. Actually, I've got something something that no one's noticed that, that uh, Gabby actually told me, and I've told a couple people. There's a scene. Remember when they get stuck? On that, like, they, they all, I don't know where it was, but there was by that waterfall and they get stuck. Yes. When they pull out to go backwards, the waterfall is going up. So that they took that shot and reversed it. Not even kidding. <laughs> if you watch that scene, you will see the waterfall going backwards. And I was like, okay, could you not just back the boat out? That's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. And uh, we conf- like we confirmed it because we uh, like Gabby was like, here it comes. And I was like, oh, shit, wow, it's actually going backwards. So fun so, fact. <laughs> so Jennifer Aniston was considered for the role of Terry Flores. Uh, J-Lo? Yeah. Oh, shit. I could I could see that. J- J-Lo is a surprisingly good actress, so it's weird. She's like, I know because she, ca- she kind of carried that movie. She really did. And she's she's a great actress. She's been in plenty of things. And I'm like, I yeah, you're, you, you seem natural. You seem very, like, you know, like she knows what she's doing. Also... After reading this piece of trivia, I want this movie way more, and we're gonna start a GoFundMe to oh, get this movie made. I'm th- yeah, read it. I'm thinking. Sir I'm like, Sean yes. Connery <laughs> and Tommy Lee Jones both turned down the role of Paul Cerrone, which was John Voight's character. I would love to see Sean Connery. Like, where's this anaconda? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be in the priesthood. <laughs> oh my God! Dude, this that- is my river. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. Holy shit! Yeah, I want to see. Uh, oh wow! Even Will Smith was considered for the role of Danny Rich. Holy shit! John Malkovich was considered too. Cameron Diaz was considered. Michael J. Fox <laughs> was considered. Damn. Okay, so I need to see the movie where it's Michael J. Fox, Jennifer Aniston, John Malkovich, Will Smith, and Sean Connery. That's the fucking one. Like, can we do a remake with all those motherfuckers? Oh my that, god! Oh, uh, that would have been. That would have been a. Box office smash, dude. Because I didn't think you could get a better cast than that until I started reading all the people that were considered. And I'm like, okay, wait, but let's go, let's go back and redo this. Damn. Yeah, and then all the other uh, trivia contains spoilers. Uh, really, not that much. There's only one, but yeah, Anaconda, fucking great. Uh, let me see what I. I think I gave that a three just because of the uh, you know the wonky CG. Yeah, I gave it a three because it was thoroughly enjoyable. So I I gave it a three point five. Nice. Uh. One because it's just a fun ride. It is. At well, three three because it's a fun ride. The point five for that nostalgia part of my brain that was like, I've seen this before and it didn't age well, but it aged fun. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. It was a fun ride and I enjoyed it. Because I remember watching it back when I was a kid and I was like, wow, this is actually kind of scary. Oh yeah, Killer Snake. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Especially where I lived, they had a snake church. A snake church? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's even creepier. Fuck that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, fuck that. Um, But, yeah, so snakes were, like, in my backyard all the time. So I'm like, oh, a killer snake, no fun. <laughs> but now to uh, to go back and watch it, I'm like, wow, this is so hokey, but it's so much fun. And that's, that's those are the movies I, like, I really truly treasure because it's like, okay, this was made – 
like to be serious and scary and now you're watching like it's still pretty scary but it's just it's like it ages like you said it ages fun like it's just like this is a fun movie now i'm not scared of it anymore and i, I really enjoyed it so uh, and that was only like an hour and i think hour and 31 minutes so that's like the sweet sweet spot for movies for me so it was a good time i recommend if you if you haven't seen it please go see it all right so we've got okay we got two more here and now these two are more oh, i say more recent infestations from 2009 and I had never seen. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it's more recent than the '90s. Um, I had never heard about this or anything until I listened to another pod, another horror podcast where they mentioned this, and it was on Amazon. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it for let's do it for the creature feature episode." And uh, it's basically, uh, this is guy. If you haven't heard of him, Chris Marquette. He's the lead in this movie. He wa- he works at an office. He wakes up. There's cobwebs everywhere, and basically the planet has been invaded by these bloods or like. Something sucking. Bugs. Well, bugs, bugs, but like they like leech onto you and like suck something out of you. It's like I don't know what it is, but fluids. Well, yeah, fluids. <laughs> yeah, we'll say it that. So he wakes up, kind of like pulls the web out of his face, face and throws up, and then he's like, "What the fuck is happening?" And he like goes to wake up other people, and they all start vomiting, and they're like, "I have no idea what's happening." But yeah, the planet has been invaded by beetles, wasps, like giant fucking like. What would you describe them as? Uh. Because they've got, like, some of them have pinchers, and then some of them are flying, and they, so, like, sting people. Some of them are rhinoceros beetles. There we go. Some of them are wasps. Okay. I can't tell what that the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, hybrid I, thing was. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a spider. Yeah. Acts like an ant. So, this movie, it was, uh, honestly, it was such an awesome find that I, could, I can't believe I'd never heard of, and... I really enjoyed it because everyone wakes up. They're trying to figure out what the fuck's happening. They realize that the bugs are blind and that they can only hear things. So they're trying to get to some town or whatever, and they're going and getting people along the way. Uh, the main actor goes to find his dad, who is, if you watch How I Met Your Mother, he's Robin's dad in that show. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just a whole like, the whole bunch of crazy shit happens. Like, I, it's, it's hard to explain everything, but it's it was I don't know. I really it was it's a horror comedy, and it was fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. I was laughing throughout the whole movie. It was probably one of the most fun creature features that I've ever seen. Exactly. It's it's just a... Now, I'm not going to say that it's like a romp fest, like you can be falling out of your seat, dying laughing. No, but it's it's fucking... It's funny. Yeah, no. (laughs) It's good. And it's... None of it's like forced. You're not like, oh, this is trying to be funny. Like, you can tell that the comedy is this character's personality. Like, this is this is how this character would act in real life if this were actually going on right now. Yeah, because, uh, like I said, Chris Marquette, he's the main guy. He's uh, been in a couple of things, you know, Just Friends, The Girl Next Door. And th- yeah, he's kind of the same guy in every movie, but it just comes natural, and it just feels like he's not even trying to read a script. It's just him talking. It's that deadpan, like, yeah. here's my delivery, that's how it is, one take, go. And he's just so so fluid and natural with it. And him and the main actress have like this kind of cool rapport where she hates him at first and is like, you're, you're kind of weird. Why don't you go away? And eventually, the, over time, they, they become good friends. And uh, so, yeah, the, basically, it is a journey from one place to another place. But then halfway through the movie, something happens where someone is taken. I won't say who. And then it becomes a movie of, or it becomes a story of like, okay, we got to go rescue this person. 
And there's a lot of what the fuck moments, like you, like the hybrid moment when that thing yeah. came out of the garage. I was like, what the fuck is that? So like, I, holy I, shit! I was I was 100 on board with the movie up until that point, really? and then I was 110. percent Okay, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. That's that's the point where I was like, what the fuck? I but, didn't think that was a thing. Yeah, because like, I was like, all right, this movie's got a little bit of eight legged freaks. Yeah. This movie's got a little bit of the birds. This movie's got a little bit of everything for somebody. And then you get to like that halfway mark, and then you're like, "It's like what wow. is going on?" Yeah, and, they, and, and they, then you're like, "Okay, I like you had me movie, <laughs> and now you definitely you had got me reeled in." Like, and they explain everything too, because you're like, "But wait, how is that a thing?" And then they go into explaining how the hybrids come to be, and you're like, "Okay, cool." And then you like, it's just that movie was such a surprise. I was like, I looked at Gabby, and I was like, "Are you liking this as much as me?" And she's like, "Fuck yeah, this movie's awesome." And I was like. Yeah, this is such a is such a weird random find, and um, it's really cool because it's really not gory, but you know there is a lot of like smashing bugs and like white gunk going. Yeah, everywhere. it's <laughs> it's it's not yeah, but it's not gory. It's just I would like, say it's more like shtick. Yeah, I, I yeah I guess yeah. I, yeah I guess I would say that, but yeah it's uh it was really good. It's on Amazon Prime. It's streaming right now. Hour and a half, comedy, horror, sci-fi. I mean, I was in with that movie. And it's, you know, it, it didn't feel like, it didn't even feel like an hour and a half. That movie was over before I knew no, it. No, yeah, it... It just goes. It's it's so well-paced that by the end of it, I was like, wait, that was that long? Yeah, that was it that? like a 30-minute yeah. long? Yeah. Because everything that you have questions for is explained. Yep. They never spend too much time doing one thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's going. It's not like, all right, we got to get from point A to point B. All right, let's take a 15-minute scene to get from point A right, to point B. Right, yeah. It's like, okay, walking, 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 dialogue for 15 seconds. Okay, now we're here. Yeah. All right, well, okay. Uh, all right, yeah. And yeah, it, it, that, it never, it was very well, it was very well paced. And uh, um, also, fucking Cindy. Uh, yeah, there. That's what. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, fucking uh, that bitch. I did not like her at all. She she is a uh, find her real quick. Radio news girl. Uh, she does the uh, weather. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, I could have done without her as a character. Yeah. Because like everybody else is acting hundred percent normal. Like okay, yeah, we're stressed out, but let's like keep it together. And this chick is just losing yeah. her mind. Yeah, because she loses someone important to her. So she's like, goes immediately to Cooper, the main actor. She's like, who's going to take care of me? And I was just like, ah! Yeah! Like, okay, so that scene made me question some things about what that family dynamic was. Yeah. Is because of what she was doing. And she goes, he's gone now. Who's going to take care of me? And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Yeah, so that was the. Uh, oh, you're right. I could have done without her. It was kind of like okay, but everyone else that movie was great, and I really enjoyed that movie. I haven't really seen too many bug movies like that. I mean, you know, like they had the not good ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like not good, and the CG was a bit wonky. But I'm pretty sure this was an independent film. I don't think this got released theatrically. Uh, I'm gonna I'll double check, but you know. Country of Origin, United States, release date. Uh, yeah, it was just in film festivals. I think, it, yeah, it went straight to DVD. Yeah. Straight to DVD movie. So, you know, it doesn't have the greatest budget, but there are practical effects in there. And the CG that is in there isn't too distracting. There are some moments where I was like, okay, that was blatant CG. But for the most part, I was pretty impressed with how the bugs looked, how oh, yeah. they, like, interacted with people. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. 
And again, it's it's a just short movie, and it's and it's fucking streaming. Is it Shutter or was it Amazon Prime? Uh, I think it was Amazon Prime. I mean, if you have one, you should have the other. Fucking damn right. <laughs> so, so you yeah. should be able to find it. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but if you have anything else you want to say, feel feel free. So, I only had one issue with the movie. Was it the ending? No. Oh, what I, was your what was your issue? The intro sequence was way too long. Oh yeah, yeah, because there it, it was like three yeah. minutes long. There's no a cold open. There, it just goes right into the title sequence and it starts throwing all the names up. Yeah, you're right. Because I was sitting there, I was like, and and uh... with and with an hour and thirty one minutes being a runtime, having a three minute long intro sequence with nothing to give you about. What the movie is. Yeah, no context. No context, just names and stuff. Yeah. That's way too long. Yeah, it was. So, to give you an idea, when we were talking about um, exorcism priests. Oh, yeah, the the priest's exorcism. Yeah, the priest's exorcism. Long intro. Yeah. But they gave you information about shit you would need in the movie. Like talking about demons and all that shit. Yeah, so if you're going to have a three-minute opening... Give me something, man. Yeah. <laughs> Give so, me something. So this all this movie also gave me a very evolutions vibe. Evolutions? Or evolution. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I was like, wait, I know. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, it really does. And that was from, I think that was from the 90s, I believe. I think so as well. Yeah, it really did. Now that you mentioned that, I have, I've only seen that once, so I'm not too familiar with it. 2001. But, oh, wow, 2001. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So my only problem was the ending. Uh, that's my, because it just kind of ends, and you're like, but I want to know a little more. I'd like to see what y'all were looking at. And it's just like, boop. I was like, but the movie was so good up until then. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't fucking care. I was and like, whatever. There, Well, again, there was supposed to be. Those are supposed to be more? Yes. Oh, shit. I can't. Well, God damn it. <laughs> Make another one. That mo- like, that movie was fucking awesome. I, I was it like not well received. I mean, it's got a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty high for IMDb. I mean, I'm I'm surprised that they didn't make more because that movie was such a fucking gem to uh, to find. And it really was. I guess maybe the word didn't because like I had never I'd never even heard of it until someone recommended it on a podcast. So maybe like the word just didn't get out. Maybe it wasn't big enough. I don't know. Maybe they just could, felt like they couldn't top it because that was seriously one of the best movies I've seen recently. It was fucking awesome. I think I read that it was supposed to be. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, so trivia. Um, director Kyle Rankin and lead actor Chris Marquette signed a three-picture contract with Icon Films for a potential trilogy of films. Wow. I just want to know why. What happened? It's bullshit. Well, <laughs> probably what happened is they blew a shit ton of money on the CG on this. Yeah, was... And they're currently... They probably have the scripts done. They're just trying to figure out what... How to make it work? I mean, take as a, like take it to a studio. I mean, I feel like you could make a sick ass studio movie, because I mean the budget for that was only three and a half million. That's not a lot of money. They did a lot with that money. But see, here's the thing: I think it will lose its chutzpah like charm if they take it to a studio yeah. because they did it independent and they were like, "All right, this is ours. We're doing it this way. Creative control. Let's go." Yeah, that's true. I mean, oh, there's only two pieces, <laughs> like with the dog hybrid. Dog. Oh god, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> he was what was the name? I don't know what the name of the dog Lucy. Yeah, Lucy's like Lucy. He's like, oh god, he like throws the toy, runs away. I was like, holy shit. That was fucking great. Yeah, that's the only um it's the only thing for trivia besides the fact that it seems to take place in Colorado because you can see Colorado police in the police station. Uh so yeah, apparently it takes place in Colorado and they were supposed to do three pictures, and that's all you have for trivia. But yeah, I 
gave this three and a half stars because I thought it was great. The only reason I didn't give it more was because the CG was a bit wonky. Um, but yeah, it was a fun ride. It's streaming right now. Go check it out. Infestation. Really dug it. What did you give it? What would you give it out of five? I would give it, I would give it like a 4.5. Damn, son. It... <sighs> It was just so much fun. It was. I was sitting there halfway through. I was like, I was like, ah, this that's, is so great. That's, that's why I gave it a four. Right, fuck it. I'll bump it. I'll give it. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a four. I'll bump it up a bit. Cause yeah, it really was. It was just. It was a lot funnier than I didn't think. Like when it started, and I saw Chris Marquette was in, I was like, okay, this has got to be a comedy because he's in a lot of comedies. And yeah, this was one. This is probably my favorite horror comedy that I've, I've ever seen. I, I I would I would agree. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was Infestation, and now I will I will kick it over to you, because you've seen this two times or a couple times, and uh, I want you to give a good explanation for it, because I probably won't. Uh, Monster Project. Yes, The Monster Project. Fucking awesome. Uh, 2017 movie. Um, found footage, which, as you know, if you listen if to you... the episodes with Austin and myself, we are kind of found footage junkies. If Fuck it yeah. says found footage... We're gonna watch it. Watching it there, <laughs> signed up. Um, this movie is a found footage documentary style. Yeah. About this guy and his motley crew of friends <laughs> who seem to all hate each other but interconnectedly love each other at the same time. Um, they. So the main character, whose name is Devin um has a friend named Jamal and they make internet videos. They make monster internet videos. Uh basically fake videos to make money off of. Well, it's funny cuz it starts and it just it just starts. Like the movie just boom and like someone wakes up and he hears noises and he goes to the roof and sees something on the roof and falls off and I was like what the fuck is happening? And then immediately it's like, are you good, dude? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, doing, okay, I was like, okay, so this is fake. Got yeah, it. It, it opens <laughs> with literally the fake staging of a monster. So you're like, all right, cool. I see where this I see where this movie is going. In. Fucking in. I'm in. Yeah, I, like, I've, <laughs> I've, I've got the premise. Let's go. Um, So Devin and Jamal decide we're going to make we're going to make way more money off this. We've got 10K plays on VidTube is what it's called. VidTube. Jesus, I didn't know that. With, with the exact same layout as old school YouTube, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> nice. Um, and they decide, hey, we're going we're gonna to make a reality show about monsters. So Devin decides to put out a Craigslist ad. Because where do you find the freaks of the world? Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> um, searching for real monsters in the L.A. area. No actors need apply. So they decide to get this rolling. Um, they go to do some work at Jamal's house. Um, apparently Jamal is rooming with this girl named Muriel who was Devin's girlfriend and now hates Devin. There's a dude named Brian there who is a recovering opiate yeah, addict. He's an addict of some sort. You don't really find out for a while, but yeah, he's, um, he's all fucked up on drugs. Yeah. So there's that whole tension dynamic. Uh, meanwhile, they're trying to interview these people, these so-called monsters, right. for a 
like to see to to vet them to see if they want to do the actual interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you, a pre-screening almost. Yeah, yeah, and you never really get you just get like glimpses of who it's going to be or like you get unnamed or like oh hey, there's this DVD of this girl that just showed up. How did it get here? I don't know. That okay, but real quick, that was fucking creepy as fuck. It was. It was Oh my god. <laughs> Terrifying. So a lot of the effect like again, it seems to be in creature features that we've watched. Uh, the effects are half practical, half CG. Yeah, everything that we've seen, I, I will agree with that. However, in this movie, the CG is done very well, and the practical is done very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And the rest of the movie is just Devin and his film crew renting this funky ass house it's like a it's they're it's, i think they said they're renting an abandoned house and i was like that makes no sense why are you renting this yeah they're like what um so they're renting this house on a full lunar eclipse yeah the blood moon or some shit no no full lunar eclipse oh, i thought said blood moon oh, okay no. whatever yeah um yeah full lunar eclipse and they are set to make this movie called the monster project interviewing a demon a vampire and a skinwalker and <laughs> oh, out, outside of that, I cannot tell you anymore because once they get to the house, it just starts Dude, going. It fucking pops off. And not in like and then it starts going and then once the eclipse happens, holy shit. It it's just exponential. It starts off and you're like, okay, this is kind of creepy. Like I was kind of into it in the beginning. I felt it went way too fast in the beginning, but like you said earlier, it is kind of the charm of that movie and it sets it up perfectly but then once it got to the scares i, I was actually like, like screaming i was like oh sh-. like i was actually like having to cover my mouth because i was like it was fucking spooky dude oh yeah it was really fucking scary and and as as austin was saying the charm of this movie is it sets you up quick pacing and then it doesn't stop it just does yeah the, the it's just it go it's just like that, uh, that, hour, that hour and 35 minutes there is always some sort of tension, some sort of drama, some sort of something happening. Exactly, yes. Even in the exposition, you're like, wow, this is, this is on, like, I, so everything's filmed through either a GoPro or a handheld camera. Or that body cam from the, yeah. from the Skinwalker. And there are certain parts and certain conversations where you're like, where you personally feel like I should not be watching this conversation. Yeah. Like, this is a conversation I don't need for the movie, but I'm happy it's there because I now feel the tension of what is going on. In the oh, group. yeah. Like, it, the tension was already there and didn't have to be explained. But once they explain it, you're like, oh, okay, now I feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, like, like you said, the movie just doesn't stop. And once they're in the house, oh, dude. It was one of the one of the fucking scariest things I've seen in a while. Because before this was Ghost Stories. I don't know if you've seen that one, the uh, anthology. Yes. Yeah. That one was like, okay, this is the scariest thing I've seen. This one just fucking amplified that movie. And I was like, what? Like, I want to rewatch this because of how, like, the imagery in that movie was terrifying. Like, the demon face. I did feel the demon face was a little wonky with the CG at some moments. Yeah, a little so bit, but when when you get when you terrifying. when you get up close to the demon face, you're like, ah, okay, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. A, it's eh. like, eh. but when it first shows, like, um, so when they first get the DVD from you, Shiori or whatever, yeah, you yeah. can see the demon face. Really? Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. 
it's it's literally a split second frame dude yeah because that fucking scene was terrifying they're like woken up in the middle of the night and then like oh there's a dvd and then they play it and i was like ah no i don't want i don't want to do i don't want to be involved with that in any way i just get get the next person i feel like another fun thing about this movie is the characters are always like there's shit out there we shouldn't be looking for there's shit out there we shouldn't be looking for and every time like something new comes up you're just like he told you yeah like he literally (laughs) fucking told you uh couple things i really enjoyed was the movie makes a couple references that clicked he's like i don't want you remember the part was like i don't want no mike myers shit or whatever the cameraman yeah, i don't do that mike I, myers <laughs> shit that made me laugh and then they reference like requiem for a dream so there was all these things that they kept referencing in the movie that i was like ah that's cool like little uh, easter eggs or whatever you want to call them i like that and then about 35 minutes in there are two back-to-back jump scares where i l- i fucking flipped out there was one i was like okay cool that's over and then another one happens and i was like ah like Dude, there was a lot of jump scares in this movie, and typically I don't like them. I feel like they're cheap, but the imagery that goes along with the jump scares in this movie, like the faces and how oh, they yeah. how they do it, oh my god, I was like, ser- I was seriously, it's almost required. Dude, it was, I was, my heart rate was through the roof. I was like, I can't do this movie. Like it was a lot. Uh, yeah, and I said like the CG was a tad hokey at some times, but there was one part with the transformation of the Skinwalker. Oh yeah! Holy shit! That was one of the best transformations I've ever seen. So and it was so good. This was a great example of CG into practical. Yeah, that works. That shit worked. When he started morphing, I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, I think they got away with it because it was dark, so it was a little and it was kind of grainy. It was a little bit easier yeah. to get away with it. Nonetheless, I was like, "That was awesome!" And then he's the fucking. But I was wh- like, and and the effects when he is the full skinwalker, yeah. that's full practical. I know. <laughs> it's like holy shit. So yeah, the, it just turns into like this basically like a, trying to get out of the house at some point. Dude, that oh my god, I I really want to rewatch that movie to see if it still scares me as much as it did the first time. You know what makes this movie even more impressive? What's that? The budget for this movie was oh. only two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. How? <laughs> How? What do you mean? The budget for fucking infestation was three and a half million. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand dollars estimated. What the fuck? That's that's impressive. Um, I would love to see what they could do with double that. Holy crap! Yeah, dude, monster project. Because you told, I remember you told me about it. You said it's a found footage monster movie, and I was like, you you have me sold. And like I like I briefly mentioned, I wasn't in it to begin with, but then by the end of it, I was like, I need to rewatch this. Because there's one that we had, you told me, you texted me, you're like, okay, there's a scene that really sold this movie for me. And you're like, we'll try to see if it matches up. Yeah. It was different. My scene was towards the middle, and then your scene was towards the end. But still, like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Holy and, shit. And there is plenty of, okay, I'm in. Okay, I know what's going on. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? And I like the fact that it's. It's like it's like three movies into one because you have ghosts, you have a demon, you have a, a werewolf, which I didn't know. I didn't know what a skinwalker was until it transformed. I was like, oh, it was a werewolf. Okay. So, I, so, I didn't know there was yeah, another name so, for that. Yeah, so skinwalkers are the Native American version yeah. of. That's what um, Gabby was saying. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, like, like they say during the interview, you have to murder to become a skinwalker. Like, you don't yeah. get... You don't normally just get bitten and, like, when you become a werewolf, you get bitten by a werewolf and you become a werewolf. End of story. Done. To become a skinwalker, you have to, like, murder somebody in your family. And there's, like, this crazy ritual. Um, Supposedly, you have to, like, eat their heart. 
That's fuck. I didn't hear that part. Well, no, no, that's. Oh, you I'm, researched. Yeah, I'm oh, doing. Nice. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like half Wendigo, half. Ooh. Yeah, because Wendigo, you have to be a cannibal, and just so in Native American legend to become a Wendigo, you have to eat people to become a Wendigo. Jesus. And that's God. how and that's how you retain your Wendigo powers right. just by consistently eating people. God. To be a skinwalker, you have to murder somebody in your family, eat their heart. And then you make a pact with the devil for power. Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, it's it's like deep, deep. That's fucking crazy. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, you have that in there, and then you have a vampire. So it's like three big bads all into one, and then they just start going bonkers. And I fucking loved it. There's also a good twist at the end too. I didn't, I didn't expect to have a twist. Yeah, I thought they were gonna escape or die or no. There's the fucking sweet twist at the end. And the other thing I like about all of the monsters is. The people's personalities all play off really well what the monsters are supposed to be like as monsters. Yeah. So, like, the vampire is this cocky, hot, you know... Tattooed. Tattooed, playful chick. And she's just, she's just like, screwing with everybody. She knows she's immortal, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the, the demon girl is a, is a creepy fucking Japanese... Yeah creepy child who refers to herself as yeah we don't mind ah Uh, yeah ah, don't refer to yourself as we yeah no never no um oh god the skinwalker is this mysterious you never see his face type of i like that he had to like because like people can't know your identity or whatever like you or something and he was like black it was like you know when they interview criminals on like a tv show they like black out their face and like distort their voice i was like that's kind of a cool little touch you know like I didn't know that, and they're they're like keeping true. I don't know if that's yeah. Thing. yeah. I like that. So yeah, the interview was great. I love when the vampire was like, "I don't want to talk to you." It's like, "I want to talk to him," like because he was scared to do it or whatever. So they have no because she to get the interview they had to give him uh, give her Brian's blood. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. How so they, yeah. she's like, "I want to talk to the person whose blood I drink." That's cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. Okay, and that. cool note cool note that. I just now realized it's clicking. The way you can tell that she's a real vampire is when she shows up at the window and says, oh, "God, that's and the one says, that jump scares. and says, can you let me in? Oh. Vampires can't cross the threshold unless you invite them in. Oh, that's right. I'm okay. sitting, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, that that's was a, that's a cool little, that's a cool little thing. Yeah, that was one of the jump scares when she pops in the window. I was like, ah! Like, holy shit, you were way back there, and now you're... Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah, I remember the other jump scare. It was when the demon, or the girl, starts, like... You see, like, the demon... I don't know how to explain it, but, like, the demon pops up on screen for a second. Yeah. I was like, oh, no! Get out of here! Dude, that movie... Oh, my God. I seriously need to rewatch that. I, I recommend this. I gave the... Th- I think I gave this, like, four and a half stars. This fucking movie was amazing. So, for a creature feature... I'm going to give it a five out of five. Damn! For a found footage movie, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Okay. For a horror movie, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, I mean, because it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it more, oh, God, I don't, there's just so many things I loved about that movie. I feel like I could talk about this forever. Um, but yeah, I gave it a four out of five because it is seriously one of the best finds. How did you even find this movie? Just searching or like? Uh, so it used to be on Netflix. Oh, okay. And this was one of those scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, read, read that one. Eh. Scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll, 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 scroll. Read that one. Eh. <laughs> scroll, scroll, scroll. Fuck it. I'm clicking this one. I, I've got to watch something. It's like midnight now. Let me put something on. Yeah, and I put it on, and then I was just like, oh, my God. So this is a Netflix find. 
it, it, at the time, it wasn't at Netflix the time. Fine. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, we need to do that. We need an episode on that, like random Netflix finds or like ran, random Shutter finds, because there's you can find so much cool shit by just scrolling around stuff you've never heard of. And oh this yeah. Is, this is recent too. This is like two years old. Yeah. When I saw the when I saw it was 2017, I was like, oh shit! I didn't realize how recent this was. I don't. I'm gonna see if this came. I don't. I'm pretty sure this had to have come straight to DVD. There's no way. Uh, yeah, DVD and Blu-ray, April 27th, 2018. Wow. Yeah, it was at a film festival, and then it got released in the United States and Japan. Wow. I mean, yeah. So we've got so we've got, we've got two movies that I thought were amazing: Infestation, Monster Project, fantastic. You have Anaconda, which I enjoyed because it was fun. You had, and then same with Attack versus Monsters, and then you have the two in the middle: Bikini versus uh, Dinosaur and Godzilla. That were kind of just like we can just yeah do without those. So hey, four out of six though, not bad. Now, I, I highly recommend sitting down and making a day out of watching all of these. Yeah, make seriously. It, like, I would start with, you know, the... I, I would literally start where we started with Attack of the Monsters, go to Bikini, go to Godzilla, Anaconda, Infestation, and with Monster Project. Just run the gamut, and you'll go from bizarre and terrible to really, really good, and end with that palate cleanser of monster project oh, dude and it will be a fantastic afternoon because uh, the monster project it was just such a refreshing take on found footage because i'd never seen anything that combined as many monsters as it did in the style that it did with the payoff that it had i was just like holy fuck you're with with technically a haunted house yeah it, like so it was it's haunted house found footage uh creature feature like it's so many things just like it's like a mash of just all these genres and i was like i, I don't know why i haven't seen this yet and there's never too much of anything there really isn't, and it's it's just like infestation. It's not slowly paced. It's you're thrown, you're literally thrown right into like holy shit, what's happening, and you end with holy shit, what's happening. You're technically thrown off the roof at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, he just falls off the roof. He's like, you missed the pad. He's like, man, it's dark as shit. Like, damn, you just fell off a roof on your back. Holy shit, bro, how are you walking? Yeah, man, good stuff. I enjoyed all the acting in that. I thought they were all pretty natural. Um, and yeah, I would recommend that if you haven't seen that, watch that tonight. Seriously, if you've got Amazon. Fucking watch that. That was that was Amazon or was it Shutter? Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Okay. All right. Is there anything else you want to comment on, bud? About anything? No. I'm I'm pretty good. Just once we get into the uh, horror news, because okay, we got some stuff. Well, I'm I'm just gonna be piggyback off what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Well, let's do some trivia. Uh, some uh, let's do some. Let's play some trivia before I give you some horror news. The most disappointing segment of the show because we are terrible at it. Hey, man. Me and Gabby <laughs> actually did pretty good last. Okay. Uh, Y'all do well. I know. For, for some reason, our brain melts once we start doing this. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure Gabby won last time. Why don't, why don't you go first? All right. We'll see what we'll see what happens here. Starting off strong. All right. All right. Yellow. Yellow. Okay. So best first to three. Uh, what is the name of the in-universe film series based on the events of the Scream series? Oh, my God. Ah, uh, fuck. I had this one. Um, We just talked about Scream last week, too. This is so fucking funny. Oh, come on. Arc something. No. No, no, no. The movie that they that they based Scream off of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, come on. Starlight something. No, it's one word. <laughs> it's one word. Oh, Corey. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> Stab. Oh. <laughs> Stab. All right. <laughs> Damn it. I wish we would. That's so funny because that's the one. That's the last one. That's the, I guess, where we left off last week. That would have been funny to have uh, for the scream shit. Orange. Orange. Yarr. In the 2001 movie, The Others, what actress portrayed protagonist 
Jeffrey Stewart. Fuck my life. I, I'm, I've got no idea. Not a clue. I just watched that recently. I know Naomi Watts is the main chick, but she's not the protagonist. Or she's not the, she, wait, did you say protagonist? Yes. Oh, N- Naomi Watts? No. Well, what? Nicole Kidman. Oh, God. No. No. <laughs> oh, I always get those two confused. Son of a bitch. Oh, I seriously always, just like um, Natalie uh, Portman and uh, Keira Knightley, I yeah, always get yeah, them mixed yeah. up. God damn it. That same skinny face. Yeah, skinny face, blonde hair, fucking been in a lot of things. God damn it. Okay. Red, uh, maroon. What, uh, when Psycho 1960 was released, who demanded theaters have no late admission policy for the film? Alfred Hitchcock. Yep. Yeah, we did that one already. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going through them now where I'm actually marking them off, so that way we'll just get through with these. We won't have too many repeats. All right. Okay. Let's see. So you got one. One to zero. Purple. Purple. All right. Uh, the 2010 film Let Me In is a remake of what Swedish film? Let the Right One In. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Same similar titles. Uh, okay. You got that one last time, too. I think so, yeah. All right. You're up. It's funny, because you just mentioned that, too. Let Me In. Well, you mentioned the phrase Let Me In, because yeah. it's a threshold. Whatever. Uh, green. Okay, so... <laughs> What 1920 film is considered an es- an essential example of German expressionism and involves som- somnambulism? S O M N A B U L I S M somnambulism? Uh the cabaret of something something. You're close. The cabinet of something something. Okay. Uh, that's all I got. I'll give you half a point because <laughs> it's the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. So I'll give you half. I knew it was the cabinet. Okay. I remember that one because yeah. we, we were fucking talking about that. Yeah, because it's such a weird fucking title. Yeah. Okay, so one and a half to one. All right. What do we got? Green. Who directed the 1960 film Black Sunday? Jesus Christ. I've got no clue. Uh, wow. I'm not really good with... I'm good. I'm pretty good with like 70s and on, but like 60s and before, I've got no... I, I don't know. Alfred Hitchcock? I don't know. No. I don't fucking know. It's a me, Mario Bava. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Still one and a half to one. What you got? I, I can't see it. Orange. Okay. In Mama, in Mama 2013, and what's that's a weird phrase for that. In Mama 2013, in what century did Edith Brennan jump to her death? 17th, 18th, or 19th? Fucking multiple choice. 18th. 19th. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> we were just talking about that movie, too. I know. <laughs> Somehow all the tri- trivia shit like lines up and we're talking about certain things. And we still get it wrong. I still get it wrong. <laughs> Green. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Are you confused? What, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> no, the way this reads is strange. Yeah, it happens. What character in Vampire 1932 is assisting the titular character? Do I get multiple choice? No. It's like, how do I not get a... Mo- what, what year was that? 1935? 1932. What the hell? I don't get... I, fucking Tom Bergeron. I don't know. No, just... No, not not name. Oh, just, just... Just, like, what character? Mother. No. Damn it. Village doctor. Ah, fucking <laughs> village doctor. What the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. Which one was? Oh, there we go. That one right there. All right. God damn. One and a half to one. All right. Yellow, yellow. yellow. Slasher. Okay. What co-director... 
What co-director of the Red Shoes directed Peeping Tom? Wow. Um, yeah. I'm probably not going to get that one. Uh, <laughs> Throw out a name. <laughs> Got nothing? Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, I wish. Uh, Michael Powell. You know, good old Michael Powell, right? Yeah. You know, that guy. He, he did that. Okay. I get no respect. I get no respect, yo. Okay, slasher again or something, I think. All right. All right. In the 1974 movie, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. what member of the Hardstyle family survives? Uh, Sally or Franklin? Sally. Correct. Yay! So two to one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're up. And eyes without a face, 1960. What is the term for the procedure involving transferring living tissue from one person to another? That is a, that is a word. <laughs> Transmogrification. <laughs> heterografting. Oh. Yeah, you know, get old heterografting. Yeah, uh, All right. that makes sense. For the win, come on. Dun, 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 dun. Come on. Purple. I can do this. <laughs> All right. In the 2014 movie, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Perfect. What is the name of... Yeah, what... It, <laughs> <laughs> fucking the how they word the questions are so Well, no, I, I try and word these a little bit differently so they make a little bit more sense. Yeah. So I'm going to read it as the card has it. Got it. What is the name of the fictional Iranian ghost town in which a girl walks home alone at night from 2014 is set? What is the name of the ghost town? Is it Okay, answer me this. Is it a real town? No. Fucking shit. Um it's it is so like stupidly obvious. The Citadel of Ricks. No. <laughs> what? Okay. What would you call... Oh, God, don't try and leave me here. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. What, what would you call just a city that is bad to be in? Like, just an... Uh, like The ghetto? I, I mean, bad city. <laughs> Jesus. Are you kidding me? Wow. Bad city. Perfect. Yes. All right. Bad city, bitch. Bad, bad city, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yellow. Woo. Okay. Is the killer caught at the end of Black Christmas 1974? It's a yes or no? No. No, the killer is never caught. Fuck. Two and a or what do you got? Two, two and, and a half, half to two. All right, so now we're okay, this is any man's game right now. I'll 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 shed my half a point to make it even. Okay. Yeah, because it really doesn't matter. It, yeah. it doesn't really <laughs> matter. All right, fine. You're stripped away of your one or your half. Yes, sir. You okay. got this one wrong, Murphy. Fuck! Who directed the 2001 movie Mulholland Drive? Oh, God. Fucking. Very, proli very prolific director. Wes Craven? No. God damn it. David Lynch. God damn it. <laughs> ah! Fuck. Oh, okay. All right. This could be for the win, guy. MTW. Green. Green. Okay. At the start of A Tale of Two Sisters, 2003, in what type of facility is Sue Me being interrogated? 
Does it does it give me a nope. multiple choice? Nope. Oh. Any 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 sort of place. What type so, what type of facility? So we're So it says interrogated, but Yes. I'm not gonna go with police station. Okay. I'm That's probably smart. <laughs> well, where else do interrogations take place? I am going to say a hospital. Can you be more specific? I am going to say a psych ward. Uh, say asylum? No. Keep going. You're like right there. I mean, you're, you're right there. Is, uh, mental institution. Oh, God! Is that right? Yeah, that's right! No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're basically saying, because a psych ward mental, it's basically the same thing. All right, congratulations, Corey Johnson. You are the winner. This is my first win. Is it really? Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Congratulations. <laughs> Do it. Episode 10, you're winning. This is great. All right. Tiger blood. <laughs> right, we put these over here with all the ones we've already answered. This is going to be good. Okay, let us move on to the news. Okay, so... <laughs> so the first two are not very... They're, they're kind of old. They actually like were announced the day I did the podcast two weeks ago. So it's nothing too crazy. But uh, if, if you haven't heard by now, Mark Hamill is going to be the voice of the new Chucky. Which I am stoked for. Yeah, I see. I was like, okay, I'm going to go see it, obviously, but I'm not really excited for it because it has nothing to do with the original director and all that shit. But then Mark Hamill made a YouTube or made a Facebook video, and I was like, yes, I am super stoked because he's done plenty of voice acting. He did the Joker. I'm not sure what else, but I know he's done a lot. <laughs> so I'm hoping that he does kind of an offshoot of the DC Joker. Yeah. Because it looks it would sound so scary. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of happy. Like I was kind of upset that they weren't gonna have uh, Brad Dorif do it because he's been done it for so long. But Mark Hamill is a perfect replacement. So you I was legend. like, I was like, yes, perfect. Now I am absolutely in for this fucking movie. So yeah, that comes out June 21st, I believe. So if you weren't excited, now you should be. Uh, okay. The Dead Don't Die is a new zombie movie with an awesome cast, including Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton, Adam Driver, Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover, Rosie Perez, and plenty more. Those are just the ones that I recognize the most, so I wrote them down. Uh, it takes place in this town called Centerville, and then uh, the town finds itself battling a zombie horde as the dead start rising out of their graves. So it seems like it's going to be not the typical wake up in a hospital. Oh God, the world's gone to shit. It's just popping out of graves, like you know, like how I like seeing zombie movies. Right. Like the traditional boom. Let's fucking do this. So I'm stoked for that. And it's fantastic because I'm pretty sure it comes out before Zombieland Two. Yeah, Zombieland Two comes out like in October. I yeah. believe this comes out in June. I want to say. Um, yeah, June fourteenth, yeah. and Zombieland Double Tap. Yeah, Double Tap. Yeah, comes out uh, October 9th. October eleventh. Damn it, that was so close. Okay, Very so yeah, close. this is going to be great because uh, Bill Murray is also uh, rumored. I don't know. You said he's in Zombieland Two. I've heard that he's in Zombieland Two. Um, I think it's just a cameo. Which is fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, Bill Murray as Bill Murray in the cast of Zombieland Double. Okay, so I guess he's coming back as a zombie. Sorry for the spoiler if you haven't seen the first Zombieland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, Which came out like... Ten years ago. Ten years 2009. ago. 2009. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, lo I love that movie too. And when I heard they were doing a sequel, I was like, ah, it's about fucking time. Can you that... believe it came out ten years ago? Ten years ago. That's ridiculous. I know, dude. 
So yeah, that's a that's that's a zombie movie that I actually will go see. Uh, I'm kind of tired of the the zombie fr- uh, like genre, whatever you want to call it. But this does look like it's gonna be a little different. Plus the cast. I mean, dude, yeah, can't deny that's an awesome cast. All, all, all you gotta do is add Bruce Willis, and it's it's yeah, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, next on my list, uh, this actually came out a couple days ago. American Horror Story season nine is going to be a slasher movie homage called 1984, and I will actually tune in for this one because. Like, one, okay, the first three episodes or seasons were great. Didn't really like Freak Show. I'm working on Hotel now. Roanoke fucking lost me about halfway through because they completely changed the tone of the series, and I haven't even watched seven or eight. Uh, so I'm a very, very, very fair-weather American Horror Story fan. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Same. I watched on TV at, like, premiere night the first season. First and second season, fantastic. Yes. Love Great. Um, I didn't really pick back up until maybe Hotel. Really? Did yeah. you did you see Coven? Because Coven was I rewatched it. It's surprisingly fucking so good. So I heard it was great, but every time I tried to watch it with somebody, they would be like, Oh yeah, watch this specific like and it would be like, oh, a highlight scene. And I'd be like, I'm lost, I don't care. Uh, okay. And it kinda it kinda killed it for me. And then I ended up watching, like, most of Colt, and I was like, eh. Colt? Ha- oh, no, 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 sorry. Uh, Roanoke had me, and then, like I said, they completely went a different way, and I was like, yep, I'm done. Didn't even finish it, and I heard Colt was, eh, and then I heard... Uh, I don't... So, I don't like my horror TV to invest real-world things that are going on right now. Yeah, mm, yeah, because like, it's going to be... Uh, keep your fucking politics out of my goddamn horror. I don't... I don't want your agenda. I just want spooky, scary skeletons yep. and gore. Yep. Like that. Give me that. That's what I signed up for. And that's what I feel like they're trying to do. It's going to be a slasher movie. It's 1984. Yes, I'm in. So uh, the only people that are uh, coming back as of now are Emma Roberts and Gus Kenworthy. And uh, Evan Peters has announced that he will not be back for season nine, which kind of makes me sad because I really love Evan Peters. He's great, but I'm sure he's, he's probably moving got... on to bigger and better things. Yeah, he's in the, all the X-Men movies. He's probably got a bunch of other shit going on. So that is coming out. I'm not sure exactly when, but I am very excited to see a slasher horror uh, TV show. Um, something cool that I found the, uh, yesterday, uh, horror icon Robert England is going to be hosting a new travel channel series called Shadows of History. In each episode, England's going to investigate frightening, bizarre, and creepy stories from America's past. That makes me I'm just want to. Yeah, that makes me want to get cable. Like, <laughs> but uh, there's really not, I don't really have anything else besides that. That I mean, Robert England hosting a show about spooky stuff. I mean, I'm in for that. So uh, yeah, check that out whenever it comes to Travel Channel. Uh, the last two things are going to be haunt related. Uh, if you were really sad about waiting till September to do a haunted house, you are in luck because 13th Floor is doing a zombie themed interactive haunt. It's basically going to be like uh, laser tag and zombies. So you're going to go through the haunted house. You're going to have an actual, well, not an actual gun. It's a, a Mach M4. And it's going to have, like, the weight of the gun. It's got recoil. And you're going to be shooting zombies through a fucking haunted house. Fuck yeah. So it's like the uh, I Drive yeah. attraction. Yeah, yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. nice. But, like, but this is actually, like, scare actors coming. I mean, I don't know how the I Drive zombie thing works. I don't know. Oh, but... no, there are actual people. No, no, I know. I just don't know if it's like a maze or like a haunted house, or if you're just like shooting. I don't know how it works. But. Oh no, you, you go th- you go through oh. a house. Okay, so then yeah, it'll be similar to that experience, and I'm very excited for that. That is taking place on June seventh and eighth. Tickets go on sale May seventeenth. 
So, yeah, be sure to check that out. That's in Jacksonville. Uh, we go to every single haunt they've ever done. Uh, we did Krampus. We did Valentine's Day. Of course, we did their regular haunt in the uh, September-October season. So, yeah, go check that out. And big news from HHN. Yesterday, they announced their first original house called Fri- or, sorry, <laughs> called Nightingale's Blood Pit. This is actually a uh, follow-up to the first house they did in 2011 called Nightingale Blood Prey, which was set in World War One. This one uh, for 2009 or 2019 is set in ancient Rome. There's going to be gladiators. There's going to be all sorts of crazy shit. I'm super stoked for that. And, uh, yeah, now we are in the season of announcements for HHN, so I am super stoked. Um, anything? I saw an HHN meme that I thought you would find really funny. What? You've, you've seen that anime picture where it's a it's a guy like holding his hand out and it's a butterfly and yeah is this yeah, yeah yeah and it it the uh title is um halloween horror nights fans and the butterfly is any horror movie and the words are is this a horror night house <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though I everyone's know. like oh this could go oh but this could go. like no just fucking chill out and wait till they announce the goddamn houses jesus so, uh, okay, anything you want to add? Do you have any, any horror news? or uh, no, no, no real horror news. All right, well, uh, this is Creature Feature Part 1. We'll definitely be back after Godzilla King of Monsters. Godzilla King of Monsters. So, yeah, um, yeah, we'll come back. We'll do more. I'm sure we'll probably do multiple of these because this was fucking fun today. I enjoyed all the movies I watched. I can't wait to do more. I'm super stoked. Uh, so, yeah, on that note, stay tuned and stay spooky. <laughs>